Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum. Uh, it's a podcast where we uh, only review like Christmas themed uh, movies uh, during the December January period made by a film company called The Asylum, and then we like never speak again uh, for uh, you know three to four months at a time, and then maybe we'll come back with uh, like another Christmas episode or something. I mean, that's how bad these movies are. <laughs> I am Benjamin. It's been a while. A lot of things have happened in the world. Um, have they, though? <laughs> it feels like it. We passed in their anniversary of this podcast. That's something. Woo. Um, <laughs> what anniversary? What? How old is this thing now? Didn't we start in 2017? I don't remember when we started. I can check this really quickly. It's been both too long and not long enough. <laughs> The sca- the really scary aspect is um, just thinking about like if we did this on a weekly basis, just how many of these films we would have watched by now. Oh God, would have been a nightmare. But also, I wouldn't have wanted to do this on a weekly basis. No, suck so bad. <laughs> this is bad too. I just watched it, and I'm just like, I so don't care about these movies. Um. I will say this though, much better than Transform Transmorphers. It's way better than Lake Scott's Transmorphers, yes. It's way better. The first Transmorphers was just a oppressively dull and boring ass movie. This and just by virtue of the fact that it was set in current times where they could actually set it, you know, outdoors in an actual town. It made it so much more bearable because that first one where they're like just in an, in an underground CGI base the entire time Fuck, just yeah. um, sucked so much. <laughs> I do believe I still have a warning on that podcast episode. Um, just saying it's like not a good podcast episode, which I think I was my may have been like overly harsh to uh, myself when I was writing the description because like. I remember editing the Transmorphers episode thinking, like, this was the most boring fucking, like, we had nothing to talk about now. It was <laughs> so goddamn boring. No, it was such a terrible movie, and so I was just um, like, I was not looking forward to this. Both these films definitely suffer from character uh, creep, as in there's way too many fucking characters. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, You don't yeah. need, like, eight people with names who all have dialogue and run around and hang out as a group. It's just like, give us three people. Three, three max, and that's this is it. Fucking yeah. Lord of the Rings. You're making a Transmorphers prequel. You could tell how little they cared about how little the characters mattered by the fact that when they're dying, everyone's just like, hmm, and then moves on. Big, sound. you know, everyone just has sort of a like mildly grim expression, just like. Yeah, it's just death is just a matter of grim acceptance in this world, and then you just move on. So, okay, so they obviously made this film a prequel, I guess just sort of happenstance because they're releasing a Transformers film probably this year, and I guess they decided like a prequel is a good choice. A better choice, you know, Magnum shit. Uh, absolutely way better choice way better choice a sequel <laughs> to transmorphers would have sucked so badly no no the, that would have been when they fought the real aliens behind the machines john but this um transmorphers no, 3 the rise of man 
we were we were the the alien the whole time is what we learned in this movie um was that the twist of this film no not really okay. <laughs> not really but we did build um, the army is what they say so mm-hmm. but anyway um yeah no prequel is definitely the choice to go but what gets me about this movie is that it's just a terminator ripoff and that's all it is it's we not had that the time where we made a terminator ripoff is the real sad part yeah no just keep uh, the no, terminators <laughs> David Ramawi has only seen no Rimawi. How do you spell? How do you pronounce his name? I'm gonna go with Ramawi. Yeah, I've never like. Um, Yeah, he has seen three movies, and Terminator is one of them. So you know, (laughs) the yeah, I mean, this movie is just Terminator Three. That's Mm. but like. With, with you know yeah it's Terminator 3 it's just Terminator 3 with a tiny bit of Transformers shit thrown in so I might save this for later but this will probably be the last time we ever talk about Lake Scott as well I think <laughs> but he has like a blog post about Transformers too mm. no I want to hear it now right now we can do it right now let's uh, do it right now so Okay, so he starts off talking about um, one of his online buddies called the Foy Wonder was suggested the Asylum was playing a sequel Transmorthers, and according to the Asylum website, they were in fact making a sequel to his 2007 cult classic. On top of that happy news, I learned that it was going to be filmed in 3D. That's motherfucking right. 3D, bitches. I tell you right now that I'll be the first person to pre-order a DVD of that film. I am looking forward to that release more than any in 2009. <laughs> so, so, so obviously it was not done in 3D. <laughs> no, no, because that not. is way beyond the capabilities of the Asylum to do. Not now, at least. Later they do get to 3D, apparently. Um, did they, did they, wait, I mean, what does that even mean? Does that mean you release the film in such in a format where you can actually have 3D glasses to go with it? Something tells me I think he just means, like, computer graphics. He just But means they already be... had that. They always have had computer graphics. No, I, I think what he means is, like, a Pixar film, right? You know, like, a, the whole world is a, it's a 3D animated feature film. So the whole thing would be animated. We can only assume that is what's going on in like also, also beyond the capabilities of the Asylum at this time. Eventually, they did start doing it. They've done at least one Pixar ripoff, that Cars ripoff. Um, we're a long ways from that one, I think. Cargo, but, um, I believe it's cargo. yeah, cargo, exactly, cargo, cargo, not cargo, cargo, because um, cargo, because cargo. Um, so eventually, the asylum will do three D animated uh, um, films, but I think that's way beyond the capabilities of the asylum. It's, I mean, it's already, it's still beyond the capabilities of the asylum, but it definitely was beyond the capabilities of the asylum back then. So he makes a lot of he he talks a lot of it's it's weird because um he really likes his movies and I can and sometimes I read what he what he like what he's talking about. I, he loves them like only a mother could. And it's like it almost feels like he's making a joke, like he's joking. Um, but then. <laughs> But then I don't I don't know if he's joking actually. Well everything about Lay Scott is ironic distance. Like that was the um the Antifa movie. God, remember when Antifa was a thing? Oh, yeah. Um like the I mean, Antifa I guess it still is, but not like 
No, it's not really. We've we've moved on to other things. I mean, we're on full like you know cue mass. The co- pandemic kind of took all that away. Oh, I you're mean, talking about that. It, I thought you were referring to the, just the literal concept of Antifa. Like that's no, that, cool. yeah, no, I am referring to that. Like no one. Right wingers don't really talk about Antifa now. Now they talk about mask mandates, oh, and the vaccine, sure. yeah. and QAnon, and all that kind of stuff. They don't talk about, and, and they they do talk about Black Lives Matter, but they don't talk about Antifa anymore. Antifa is such a such a dated thing already. But you remember when Lay Scott did that trailer, the fake trailer for his mm-hmm. anti his his, his Antifa epic film, Antifa make, film, making fun of Antifa, and um, the, like. He he did this in April Fool's joke, so like obviously he wanted to make that movie, but he didn't really want to commit to the bit enough to like you know actually come across as sincere about it. Right. So he does it as this weird sort of April Fool's joke. Everything so everything is an ironic distance with Lay Scott. You know everything is he can't he can't be sincere about about anything. It's it's that's that's getting too close. You know to to some kind of you know <laughs> in anything so okay so then he starts going on about like his fantasies um and he also tries to give some advice to the new team by transmorphers too starting with we all have a shot here at cinematic immortality conventions fan screenings toys graphic novels etc if you guys can go aliens to my alien terminator 2 to my terminator we got it if you guys go troll 2 or superman 4 on me we are fucked watch the original study it feel it ask the davids for a copy of the original transmorphers story bible that i wrote (laughs) stay true to the universe we have a lot of fans did you know that people have have written fan fiction or that i get requests every week for signed copies go ahead and reference the original the loyal fans will love you for it I mean, they do reference the original towards the end. I mean, there are it does it, it doesn't um, it doesn't break away from the canon of of transmorphers. It just fortunately has nothing really to do with transmorphers. You know, you can you can watch this and not and have not seen the first transmorphers, and you'd be fine. But there are a couple of references to Transmorphers mm-hmm. at the very end, just to kind of tie things up to, sure. you know, set up, you know, what happens <laughs> later. <laughs> very, yeah. very quickly thrown in at the end. Not that, like, like, it fucking matters at all. It um, does not matter uh, at all. He, and then he also gives some reduction notes. We're also really facts. stretching the definition of cult class. Yeah, you may not know about Transmorphers. Because the film was all interiors or night exteriors, it was shot 100% at night. Shocking. Only a handful of actors in the film has never appeared in a Lake Scott Asylum film. With the exception of six actors, the entire cast of Dracula's Curse appears in Transmorphers. That's what does so that cool, have to Lake do with Scott. anything? What does that have to do with anything? Just... How, what does that have to do with making a good movie? That's trivia. That's not advice. Um, the average shooting temperature during the exterior sequence was 20 degrees. I'm sure that was very comfortable for the actors. It was I'm really sure great. they really appreciate that. Actress Amy Weber broke her hand during production. We were unsure if she was going to return, so an alternative ending was conceived where her character was killed. But she came back and didn't die in the film. That's great. So you were about to write off the character because 
you were negligent enough to uh, have an onset accident happen, and you tried to cover your ass, is what I'm getting out of this. We did a, we wrote a, you know, um, uh, getting attacked by a bird while shitting in a field ending for her character in case she <laughs> didn't come back. Which is what you should always do. Uh, yes. Like, don't just try and work with them. Just, like, remove them from the film entirely. It's really so yeah. cool. Yeah, because fuck them. If they really want it to be an actor. And then Lay Scott does a really classic thing here. Um, he does this all the time. His weird... He has this weird obsession with people who don't like his stuff. The film is hated by a man calling himself De Decepticon Spike on YouTube. Check out his video. Let him know what you think. Um... Unfortunately, I could not find the Spike. He's such a reply guy. He's so. I could not find the Decepticon Spikes review on YouTube. Tragically, because um, Lay Scott was just so powerful, <laughs> he took him down. <laughs> he's so he's so petty. He's so he's so nothing. I'm surprised he hasn't come after you yet. You know what? Okay. I mean, granted, we, we're we're just so below the radar. Oh, for that, sure. Like, I, mean, I don't know. think we post frequently enough. If I'm being honest. Um, yeah, but then again, that's that that would be ammo for him. Like you know, well, could, we we, we get in there, and we get out. He, yeah, he could make fun of us for that. Be like, oh, these guys don't have the these guys are chicken shit. They like they're lazy. They don't you know they can't even put together a regular podcast like. Lake Scott would have tons of ammo unlike, against us. And... Unlike Lake Scott, which posts he posts on Twitter uh, like multiple times Un a month, and unlike... then uh, no one notices them ever once. Unlike, you know what? We're just we're just so dedicated to our craft. That's why it takes us a long time to put an episode together. Um, you know, well, I mean, the 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 saddest it's a thing. Shame. I will I'm say really... this again, and I'll say this again right she... now. Lakes, the saddest thing about Lake Scott is that he tried to make a trump movie i was gonna say the baron kicks, trump the baron trump film oh. and like no one no one gave him any i know money for it's it. the easiest people in the world to flee <laughs> it's so sad he, like these are the people who started investing in a rocky dinar because they thought trump was gonna hit the button that would make the dinar valuable like these are the, uh, or like the guy who started a kickstarter to build trump's border wall and he had nothing to do with anything he just pocketed all of that these people are we so easy to fleece and he couldn't fleece thumb for a shitty like you know like hundred thousand dollar baron trump film um which i think he still claims is going to come out at some point but uh boy i think releasing that right now would be even oh, more depressing no, that would actually be great now. It could be a uh, preparation for the 2024 campaign. Oh, I think this is the yeah. time to do it. I think I think like early get it get it in the can now so you can like, you know, get into post production, have a little time to sit on it, really edit well, it it's, it's... and have it ready <laughs> by spring of 2024. I mean, fuck, the whole film concept is so 2016 to begin with, right? Like it's painfully 2016 to 2017 era like kind of viral video marketing sort of style stuff right mm -hmm. that's sort that's, that very specific kind of republican edge or whatever yeah i mean yeah th this is the thing about being a online conservative is if you don't keep up with this shit i mean the world's gonna pass you by you know i don't even really, if, yeah i don't see any of that style of kind of like 
ethnic Republican ownage now. They just be, they've come really rabid now. It seems. They're, Anytime they're, always... you you come across them right, occasionally social media, and they're they're just saying the most insane shit. Oh and no, I it's mean, like I they're just like these fucking ramblings. They're now they're now like writing down. There's not even you like can... a meme attached or anything. Every single every single right wing media figure is relevant for maybe about three to four years, and then they are they are discarded. They they are uh, as a contrast to liberal media figures who will stay around until the end of time. Rachel Maddow has been a pundit for fuck what like twenty years sure. now, maybe longer. Like she's been on TV forever, like as long as MSNBC has basically been the liberal you know media like you know channel. Rachel Maddow has been there. Terry Gross has been on NPR for like, oh God, what, like 50 years now or something? Maybe not that long, maybe more like 30 or 40. Longer than I've been alive, though. Like, you know, like an insanely long time. Um, but conservatives, no, they chew through their, their media figures. Like, it's hilarious to think, like, back when I was, like, in college, that Bill O'Reilly was, like, the biggest like media figure for conservatives and now no one gives a shit about bill (laughs) o'reilly and then after him it was glenn beck and now no one gives a shit about glenn beck glenn beck was like the guy that liberals were freaked out about like oh my god this guy's a crazy conspiracy theorist who does these ramblings and cries on tv i remember when john stewart would like you know make fun of that and he had his run for about maybe like three years and then he just just no one gave a shit he was just no one cared. Right. No one cared. And then it was Alex Jones. And now Alex Jones is kind of out because Alex Jones hates QAnon because he sort of recognizes that QAnon, that's his grift. And now someone else took over his grift. Right. And then the thing about QAnon was that, like, it was everyone's, everyone could be, you know, participating in QAnon. It didn't have to revolve around a single media figure. It could be anyone, you know. And then there's um, uh, Ben Shapiro. You know, Ben Shapiro had his little moment. Now he's already old news, you know. He's still, he's still technically, all these people still technically have their yeah, thing. Yeah, right. But they're not, like, the guy. You know, they had their little moment where they were the guy and then they were like, okay, now we're bored of you. We're gone. Like, you know, it's like now now we want to do this other shit now. Um, you know, they just they just chew them up and spin them out. You know, I mean, they're they it is a, it is a rabid, you know, uh, fan base. Absolutely. It's it's that's like, you know, that's the only way I could describe it. It's it's, you know, just you need they they demand more they need more you know it's it's the the beautiful thing about QAnon is that um it's it's participatory you know it's mm-hmm. like it re, you don't need a single media figure you get to be the one piecing together all right. the all, all the all the all the pieces of the puzzle and you know how how do vaccine mandates fit in with the pedophile cabal and you know all that stuff you know it's you get to do that um yeah, so um, Lay Scott is is his his whole attitude is is very outdated. You need to you need to keep up with this shit, man. Um, I want to. So he he made a, a later uh, post about Transmorphers too. Lake Scott. Oh did. yeah, sorry. Um, just got an email from the Foy Wonder. I guess that the asylum has ditched the idea of the 3D Transmorphers too. That is a lump of coal in my Christmas stocking. Not only did the title have an awesome ring to it, but my heart raced with the thoughts of Z-Bots reaching out of the screen and right at the audience. 
Oh well, here's hoping that Transmorphers 3D will be How was that supposed to rook? Um, I guess he really was thinking it's going to be like 3D as in blue and red glasses you're going to put on your face and watch Did the film. Did he really think that the Asylum <laughs> was going to put together a theatrical release for the sequel to Transmorphers. Well, it's according to IMDb, Transmorphers Fall of Man was the first assigned film to be Blu-rayed. Um. Okay, you can't do 3D on a TV. <laughs> you technically can. I, okay, I watched Spy Kids 3D. Okay, but you need to buy one of those special 3D TVs, I, I watched which Spy... no one did. <laughs> I watched Spy Kids 3D on my TV of my blue and red glasses that we rented at the Blockbuster. And it didn't rock. <laughs> it sucked and was really bad. It didn't work. It but, was, it was, and also, Spike Kids 3D did have a theatrical release of our. Oh no, was that one direct to video? Oh, it probably did. I um, I I, I assumed sure it had it a theatrical release, but maybe it really was direct to video. But I do remember they did sell the little red and blue glasses with the video uh, case. Um, but I assumed that one had a theatrical release because I mean, you know, they got you know. Frodo and you know <laughs> and <laughs> they got him for it so I assume you know and it still had Antonio Banderas and um uh crap I'm forgetting his name Khan you know what what what's his name the old man villain guy uh no he's the grandpa in Spy Kids oh sure sure oh well I, why am I blanking his name I should know this he's 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 the old Khan oh well I'll remember it later hardly important but <laughs> But I think Spike Kids 3D did have a theatrical release, so... And again, the theater is kind of Oh, yeah, of Sylvester like... Stallone is the, the villain. I forgot, Sylvester yeah. Stallone was the villain in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> we've not talked about this movie at all, uh, but... There's so little to talk about, not... really. It's, yeah. it's... Well, let's get into it. Um, mm, we could... <laughs> What's the first thing that happens? Like, don't a, worry, um, I got my exciting notes up. Oh, right, right, the girl on the cell phone. Yeah, we begin with a city vista, and like it's the same B-roll we've already seen. Like It's stock footage now. of not even a Californian city. I think that might have been Boston or something like that. But it's Yeah, just it's like those same birth, sort of like uh It's just like a helicopter. You know the ones? It's just a helicopter shot looking down at like a city, and I guess this is supposed to be like a technology because technology is bad is the message of this movie technology is bad so i guess it's supposed to be like look at the city look at all the technology the Uh, foolish humans (laughs) we hear like so okay so there's a mysterious voice kind of peers up in monologues in the background of the stock photo stock footage um telling us that the governments already knew about the robots long before the populace and that they've always been hiding on earth the entire time um and then we meet a cut to a girl driving. She's breaking up over someone with her phone. Uh, She's speeding down like a mountain road somewhere in California. It's like the same place they film all of these movies. That one yeah. stretch of road. That one curvy stretch <laughs> of mountain road. And then suddenly she's in the middle of L.A. Her driving alerts an officer who quickly pulls her over. Uh, whose name is Hadley. Yeah, we learned this later. Yeah. yeah. He comes off as a creep in it's, this scene. I mean, they're both really weird and awkward. She's well, trying to do bo- like a weird flirtatious thing. No, she's no, she's just a bad actor. <laughs> well, yeah, <herself>. but 
she's just like oh my god like you know like you're such an asshole like you know she's she's uh and then like the cop is like you know like has the siren on and needs to pull over and she's like oh my god i'm about to get a ticket because of you stop laughing you you asshole and then like you know hangs up but the cop really which is funny he's later like a big hero but like in this scene he comes across as a complete creep like Mm. he 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 wears glasses but he takes them off for this scene and um, basically, you know, lightly scolds her for, you know, talking on the cell phone and is like, are you on your way to L.A.? And she's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, you almost uh, sped through our pretty little town here. And it was just like, oh, what, what <laughs> the hell? Anyway, he doesn't give her a ticket, you know, yeah. like she... He, she, I, I, it's not even that she talks her way out of it, although she does kind of like fluff up her hair to like you know try to, you know, they're like doing, yeah, she, she's they're trying to do one of those scenes right, and the when the 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 classic movie get pulled over by cop scene, right? Like they're about, like they're setting up to do the she's going to talk her way out of getting a ticket, but she doesn't even really do she doesn't talk her way out of it. He's just sort of like just don't do it again, you know. Yeah, she kind of passive aggressively kind of whines at him and he just sort of yeah, he almost he gives he, he up. He just instantly lets it go basically. <laughs> it's just kind of like, "Well, just don't 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 do it again." Um and as she drives off and immediately is back on her cell phone which cracked me up. But, uh, um, yeah, and then but then suddenly her phone turns into a robot spider. Which attacks her face. Why is that, that and then, now? I don't sure. know, but it attacks her face, um, and then uh, why she has the cell phone? I don't know. Yes, and then it jumps off her face and shoots her head of like a sort of a fun a blue laser. laser beam. It's just a laser, yeah. Yeah, and then she she dies. It's it like, just oh. zaps her in the forehead and she crashes, and that's that. And uh, and and the. The little town where the Segus is supposed to take place is, I guess, supposed to be Bakersfield. Because later on you hear multiple references to Bakersfield, and Bakersfield is not a little town by any stretch of the imagination. And it's also pretty far from L.A. But also, like, there's so many shots that of this that just take place in L.A. It's it's like it's just along the it's just the where it's the abandoned warehouse district it's the same abandoned warehouse district from the other asylum films it's just <laughs> down by the la river near downtown in fact there's a shot later on where like during a chase scene where they're um where like a robot is chasing them in their in the cop car it it, it you can literally see a sign very prominently in the background that says city of vernon and it's just like come on you Jesus Christ! You could try you, a little bit. You could try a little bit. This, this film is... gives up trying halfway through this in, film, in, though. It's instantly, it's amazing. No, it's actually incredibly funny. This film actually has a halfway point where the film just straight up gives up. Yeah, like it's an actual point you can just pinpoint and say that's the moment. This is the moment. This is where we ran out, but um, so we cut to um, what? It's uh, Edwards Air Force Base, and two NSA agents are like ducking about how the robots are activating and they need to get the expertise of one doctor josephie summers to help out and they use that same um that's uh that same location with the like utility towers mm-hmm. and everything that is it is the a military base it doesn't look in- like an air force base does it 
No. It looks like because, a fucking, like, Because, for one, there's no plant. runways anywhere. <laughs> it's like a fucking water tre- treatment plant or something. Yeah, yeah, it's a it water treatment. Like. Yeah, it looks like a water treatment plant or maybe a power plant of some sort. It does not look like an Air Force base. There's no runways. There's no hangars. There's no air traffic control tower. You know, the things you need for an Air Force base. I don't even see... I don't even think you're receiving any barracks. <laughs> no. Um, um, but anyway, but it's the same military base that they use uh in all of the asylum films it shows up in mega shark versus giant octopus it shows up in mega piranha which we haven't done yet but i have it's seen not even a asylum film technically that's a leg scott film so it kind of fits in but not really, really? yeah i believe so oh, actually really? what wait because leg scott no, did like, later, leg scott right? did a ripoff of shark like sharknado right yeah but that's way later that's not mega piranha was Mega Piranha? Let me check. I can find this out really quick. No, no, no. But... Yeah, that's that's something else. No, Mega Piranha. I'm I'm pretty sure Mega Piranha's in the Asylum movie. Mega Piranha was the one with the giant. It's not the it's not the little the little. Oh, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah, yeah. Here. Yeah, Mega Piranha. It's not the one where like they sell the sharks. The the Lay Scott movie. No, it's it's giant piranha. Sure. It's that attacked Florida. I think. Um. Anyway. It's not important. <laughs> not important. Um, but there is a great, but there is a great little bit where, in the middle of the big fight scene that happens in the halfway through this movie at that military base, um, there's a moment where the camera pans over and you see just traffic going through on a highway in the back in the middle of this big fight. I guess yeah. Um, what their zombie film had that same issue. It's just cars driving in the background, clearly. But um. I think um, <laughs> the the one with um, ICP also had that issue. The Def Racer. One. Oh yeah, Def Racer. Yes, uh, another really good film. Um, a great film. So all right, so we cut to Doctor Josephine Summers, or just Joe as the film calls her. Um, she's ordering a coffee, and there's this fun little bit of dialogue where she's complaining about the public transportation in L.A. She makes the weirdest comments. And then her, yeah, this. and then her barista's <laughs> like, "Well, uh, you gotta bu- get a car to live in L.A." I mean, that is a common attitude. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I live in L.A. without a car. It it's fine. It right. works out fine. Um, but it is a common attitude, and certainly if you live in some parts of the city, yeah, you kind of do need a car. Um, it is a common attitude. I won't fault the movie for that. Where I will fault the movie is... It's the subway bit. It's the subway bit. It's, it's She has the strangest comment. She she goes like, oh, you guys need to fix your, your public transit system. And she's like, well... And the, the barista's like, well, this isn't New York. This is LA. You need a car. And she goes, the subway is... The line is, the subway is a technological disaster. Mm. I wouldn't go down there if you paid me a hundred bucks. And Which is like I'm, really low, if I'm being honest. I mean... Yeah. Like hundred dollars just seems like a weirdly low number for that antidote or whatever. But it's such it's the weirdest line and again, the theme of the movie is technology is bad, mm-hmm. basically. Technology he, man's hubris, technology, all this it's not even man's hubris, it's just technology is bad. Uh because it will turn into robots. But um it's something we all find relatable. But but this is but this but it's such a strange line. It's like there there are many problems with our one subway line here in LA. Mm. There's the, the like the fact that there's only one of them. There's lots of problems, and then there's other trains that we have that aren't subways, but they're kind of like subways. There's lots of problems you could say about our transit system. Don't get me wrong, but to say it's a 
technological disaster. It's a bit extreme. It, that's not really one of the problems. The, the The choice of technology is the exact same as every other subway and metro system in the world. It's trains. Mm. It's trains that run on electricity. That's the technology. It's not a technological problem. That's not the problem. It's not even close to one of the problems. So, and again, it's just because the movie's trying to set up like, but she knows about technology. She's like, big yeah, smart, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's such a weird weird line it's like that that's what you came up with that's what you came up with to to show that she knows about technology so she then opens a newspaper um does discover that the woman we saw uh killed by the robot phone from earlier was a diplomat's daughter and then uh she's been does this this have any relevance to the film uh no maybe no No, i guess not the the phone i guess is sort of important but not really Well, the phone is important but it's kind of like does she have the phone because she's a diplomat's daughter and also i guess the fuck gave it to this lady yeah well i get well i guess the robots were targeting her it's the it was an air confusing aspect is that they may they imply that the robots are attacking all over the earth but we only see them in bakersfield so i don't know (laughs) Well, they're only attacking military bases, apparently. Right. But even still, they're only attacking, like, five of them, you know? Like, and again, we only see one. We only ever see one. Someone has to say that these other ones are being attacked, too. All right, so then we cut to the mayor of, uh, I guess, Bakersfield, who's helping out with the murder case for some reason. Um, He's in, like, the coroner's fucking, uh, like, the morgue or whatever. Oh, also, the, the Dr. Joe has, like, a British accent that comes and goes. Yeah, she kind of almost get, goes in sort of like a, a sort of a Minnesota kind of thing sometimes, too, I've noticed. It's it's really weird, yeah. Sometimes it's a very Midwestern accent. Sometimes it's a clearly fake British accent. <laughs> like, at one point, she, um, while they're examining the corpse, and the mayor and the cop who from earlier are, are there... And um, they have a weird line where um, she goes like, and I thought this was supposed to be a, a, a quiet little town, Mr. Mayor. And like the mayor goes, and I guess like someone goes like, maybe it was a gang. And the mayor goes, we don't have gangs here, which in Bakersfield, they absolutely have gangs. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but, but then she goes, everywhere has gangs gangs the way she says gangs is gangs. really bizarre gangs gangs <laughs> yeah, that's how she says it everywhere has gangs um, you know and it's just kind of it's it's so forced and bizarre i had i, I had to replay the line because i was just like what the fuck did you just speaking say? of forced there's a really funny line from the mayor here who who talks like that fucking uh, pokemon npc you meet in the beginning of every game where he's like technology sure is amazing i don't know this one this pokemon npc Oh, in the very okay. I've only seen so, the anime. Bear in mind, <laughs> this is not that exciting. But in every single Pokemon game, in the first sort of starting town, i.e., Pallet Town or whatever it is, in each game, there's an NPC there who is just basically makes a little line about what current technology exists. Uh, so he's just there for the like world made. building. Well, no, he often references like current real world tech, where it's like. Uh, oh, have you tried the new Nintendo Wii? The technology sure is oh, amazing these days. Oh, he, he's he's a he's product placement. Okay, to some extent, yeah. Um, okay, something along those lines. He just sort of exists to say that in every single game. 
it's just a running gag in essence um but I his dialogue like you said here is like the exact same sort of thing Tech- oh right Technology because he's talking sure about his, amazing his today, daughter huh? amy who had to get a pacemaker because of some unspecified illness and or maybe it was specified and i just wasn't paying attention and so he says technology sure is amazing isn't it because the pa- because his daughter was saved with a pacemaker <laughs> but it's like so forced um so they they notice again yeah. why is the mayor here i don't know why the mayor's here because it's a small town i guess uh that's why and he is not he does not act like a small t- i mean a he doesn't act like a mayor but i mean b he doesn't really act like a small town mayor like a small town mayor would essentially be like an honorary position essentially like for a truly small town this is a like it's bakersfield it's fucking bakersfield Mm. like you know it's 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 a it's a city it's it's you know it might just it might be a small city but it's a city you know um during the autopsy they know i think it's they never specifically say no they don't they just it's just but at various moments in the movie they um they 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 keep they keep bringing up Bakersfield as like sort of the location where these things are happening. So I just have to assume it's Bakersfield. Um, during the autopsy, notice that the hole in her head is like a big burn wound and not a bullet because it was yes, used by a laser beam. Yeah. All right, we cut to a motel and a woman leaving her car named Maddie leaving for her car rather uh she's driving along her car back to her house in bakersfield la why was she gonna have a hotel then um i i think the implication maybe she works there? i think the implication is maybe she's like a uh like a prostitute or something maybe is that the implication jesus i don't Christ. know that's what i was sort of assuming they're gonna go for they're just being subtle about it that's just my assumption based on like her aloofness and why she's out at late at night i don't know was she out late at night? I thought it was in the Well, because she's in the morning. Well, she comes out in the morning, then she arrives at her mother's place. She could also just have a graveyard shift or it's something. It's possible. I have, I have no clue. She just comes out of a building. That's just because I, I was just trying to assume sort of a asylum edge there was my assumption, right? Because Asylum loves introducing those kind of like, ooh, this character. Ooh, look at this character. They have they have insert no, thing here we deem sort of that's, immoral. Ooh. That's, that's Jake's role. Potentially. Well, actually, no, They're it's both. not Jake's. That's I guess, not why Jake's, not? <laughs> but I thought they, that's what they were going to do with Jake, but no. Um, because, okay, so what was her name again? Maddie. Maddie. So Maddie gets home, and then her aunt? Mother. I I, she calls her Nani, so I assume. Okay, that's why I thought it was her. Okay, but her mom is staring at the TV, which is all staticky, and it's like, oh, TV's broken. Uh, calls guy to fix it. Guy to fix it is Jake, a uh, slob loser living in a trailer home who is his house is a disaster. He's like snoring on the couch and like at noon. And there's like this is this is a detail I loved when it's panning up across the, his mess of a of a place up to him laying on the couch. There's an empty pizza box on the ground. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, uh, fine. But it's not just that. The sides of the pizza box have been dismantled and unfolded. Yeah. So, and and, and there's little bits of piece, pizza still stuck to the bottom, like a real 
use Pete's mm-hmm. box. So that was the attention to detail. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> That's like they didn't just get a Pete like a, a, an empty pizza box and throw it on the ground. Like no, no, no. They got an actual. So they actually got a pizza, ate the pizza, and had the used pizza box with the bits of cheese still stuck to it in the grease and everything. But then for some reason went to the extra work of dismantling the pizza box, which I do not understand why they did that. Because it's all unfolded and everything. Uh, it's, but, that's and, that's to imply because he's so handy, you know. I he's guess. good with gadgets. He's good with <laughs> cardboard boxes. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, he works for the satellite TV company. Yeah, he so works around he dog tags, so you know he's like formal. He's like a military vet okay. as well. I didn't see the dog tags mm. for the longest time, so. When he shows up at their place and uh, as the TV repairman, and they're like, "Oh, she's like, oh, Jake, oh, you're you're back in town." I thought he had been in jail. Oh, yeah, like it's yeah, sure. Like that's what I thought they were going for. Was just like, oh, he was in prison. Like mm. that's why they're like, oh, Jake, you're back. There's um, actually a little funny bit here and how they did this scene. So. How they transitioned from Maddie to Jake was that she goes to call the phone, and we cut to Jake's apartment with the phone ringing, but when he picks it up, it's not Maddie, it's, like, his boss. No, yeah, exactly, it's just, it's... Oh, no, I'm just talking about, like, the editing technique there, right, where it's, like, for the audience, you think it's Maddie calling him, but really, it's someone else, ooh. Um, And mostly that just caused confusion on my part, because I was confused on who's calling him. But. I wasn't confused on that aspect of it. I was just kind of like, who the hell's this guy? You know? <laughs> um, oh, we have to introduce yet another character, the slob. So yeah, he works at, like I guess, the satellite company or the cable company or whatever. They keep saying the satellite company. Yeah. So, um, so he goes off to go see Maddie, uh, and they know each other. Uh, he is like... There's like this awful sexual tension They're between the two. So awkward. It's the They're worst. So goddamn awkward. It's awful. And the the mom is in there totally like you know spaced out on the couch, being like, "Oh, Jake, here's that's a handsome man, isn't he, Maddie?" Like that's that yeah. asylum edge right there. You see, it's like a it's a broken family. Ooh. Except they're not broken. It's 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 tragic and sad. Ooh, their mother is like she has dementia or something. Ooh, look at this. You think this is gonna be relevant to the story at all or no, the characters? No, Do you think absolutely you're gonna not. See Nan- Nana again after this? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't. No, you don't. You don't. She never <laughs> comes back after the scene. Or like her brother slash son? Question mark. I don't even know. Yeah, I forgot that there was a kid in there. And just nope. All right. Um, so Jake goes to sort of figure out what's going on with the satellite, only to discover uh, that it's actually a robot when it transmorphs into a robot. Like the the satellite just sort of does this like crazy like CGI effect where uh, and it turns into a robot. Turns into a robot. <laughs> and then just stands. <laughs> just there stands there while, while he pulls a goddamn. Glock, which he has, his, because he was in the military. Bag. He has a he's he's a satellite TV repairman, and he's carrying a Glock in his his TV repair bag. You don't know the things he saw during Afghanistan, John. No, I do because he told uh, he tells us later. <laughs> um, so 
he runs off to go get Maddie, but the robot left and is no longer there. One of my favorite line moments comes comes right after this, where like he's freaking out, and so like he they 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 call the police, and um, the the cop that shows up is apparently the one cop in all of Bakersfield, the the cop from earlier, Hadley, and it turns out Hadley is Maddie's uncle, so. And and he knows Jake as well. It's like, oh, Jake. It's a small um, town, John. Everyone knows everyone here in Bakersfield. I guess in Bakersfield, <laughs> population hundred fifty thousand or something like that. I think. Um, but the um, and and so the, and so he's like, what what the hell's going on here? And so Maddie explains like, so Jake like. We called him to repair the TV. He came, and then he ran in with a gun, screaming about the satellite turning into a robot. And and he and Jake refers to it as an attack drone because yeah. it, it's a it's a robot. It's a fucking robot. <laughs> he shouldn't know anything. Um, and then and then at this point, where they should be like, okay, Jake, you're clearly insane. Um, Maddie goes. The satellite dish is gone, and that changes everything. And then the yeah. cop takes him completely seriously at that point. Which is funny because it's not like the the. Uh, it's not exactly the most yeah, compelling of evidence. The satellite be gone in the first this, place. Oh, he just sort oh, of takes her. Oh, word. the satellite dish is gone. Well, that changes <laughs> everything. All right. Um, something happens in between those those two scenes, which is uh. Dr. Joe arrives in Bakersfield and is then taken away by the NSA agents from earlier in the movie. And yeah, right. first she meets the cop yeah. and asks him a couple of questions about the the case. And he's like, look, she, she was driving her cell phone. I mean, you, what, like, what more do you want? It's obvious. And, and then the, the two guys from the NSA come and what the fuck the NSA would be doing? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, why are they involved in this robot case? Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Why not? It's just okay. government group. It's just go- it's just government. It's just government. Um, and so they take her away. And so now uh, we're caught. Up. Yeah. All right. So then we cut to uh, some random guy. He's driving a black SUV, and he like. Oh. Wait. This guy wants to fuck his GPS though. No, this guy. This guy. This guy instantly gets killed. But he gets immediately killed, but he wants to fuck his GPS. But also, it's kind of like he kind of had it coming because he sexually harasses his GPS units. <laughs> um, yeah, this because he he refers to GPS unit as a sexy voice, which it's it's just all right, it's dude. Just you, need a, you need to go out and touch grass now. And so the GPS is like, you have five seconds to exit the vehicle. Like and he's like, know. what did you call? What did you say? What do you say? What? And then like, and it then, threatens to murder him. Are you serious? Him. Are you serious? And then it's it zaps him with a laser and the car. I don't understand out. why the robot warned him. Yeah, um, like, it's just it's it's uh, frankly a fucking stupid scene. Um, but sure. But also, he had it coming. Absolutely, one hundred percent for sure. I don't I don't care that he died at all. Do not sexually harass your GPS. Um, then the car then drives away by itself. 
The car should have been like, this is sexual harassment, and I'm not going to take it. And then and murdered then just, him? That'd be cool. And then murdered him and spit him out. That'd be cool. You know? I'm, they never actually show how he spit him out, either. He's just on the ground. I would like he to just see... Rolls, they, I would the like door to see, opens, and he rolls out his seat. I would like it. to see how the robot pulled that off. Maybe, like, the chair lifted to the left, or maybe a big spring launch sort of, like, bolted him oh, out. Oh, that'd be con, fun, you know? like a James like a Yeah, James like, like, a, like, a, like, like a it has an ejector seat. Or something, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the car should have literally spit him out. Like, I think the the front should have, like... <laughs> a big ex- mouth opens up. Right, like, the, the, the dashboard should have, and the wheel should have dismantled to expose the engine, and it just sucks him into the engine and grinds him out and then spits him out the tailpipe or something, like... For sure. Also, you can make you can make much much more interesting visceral kind of scene too. Maybe they just find a big lump of guts or something. I don't know. Just a little sure. bit more horror, maybe. Sure. All right. Okay. So Officer Hadley then gets a a call about this man who's killed by the GPS, and they go to the murder. And then a boy is just there at the murder scene. He's the witness. He's the boy. He's just like, random little child like, boy who's the, just there the, as the witness. It's like the cars. The I don't, I don't know if he actually says the car spit him out, but like, you know, the, it's car, like the car kicked him out and then the it car drove away him by itself. Then... <laughs> yeah, fantastic acting. And and again, they take him completely seriously. They're like, well, they, they sort of seem like they're not taking him seriously. Just like, uh-huh. And, and then what happened? But then towards the end, they're sort of like, they seem convinced. All right. Uh, so at this point in time, Maddie and Jake are also with Officer Hadley inside his like police car. Yeah, they're going. Um, to run Maddie right starts freaking out, and she like jumps out of the police car, and then Jake runs after her, and they have this like dramatic hashing out moment where Jake's all like, "I love you, babe. I never meant to. I never meant to leave I'm you." I'm sorry, I didn't something. call you when I got back. Yeah, or whatever. I don't know. Who cares, really? This isn't even the dramatic hashing out scene. There's one later on, but... Um, at this point, Hadley is like, we need to get that cell phone that killed the diplomat's daughter from the beginning of the movie. Remember that? Uh, right. uh, so... Turned into the spider. But he's like concerned that the NSA agents already took it. So he goes over back to the office um, to collect it, and we see the coroner girl... Um, you know what's uh, what I wrote here in the dialogue is uh, not dialogue in my notes here is uh, Hadley collects the cell phone from the first murder and flirts with who gives a shit, um, which I think yeah, we never very, see her again. I don't, do think, we? I, I don't think so, um, <laughs> but I guess he's pleading. He flirts with the coroner lady from earlier in the. Well, film. apparently they. Well, he's like, "Hey, are we still on for dinner on Friday night?" And she's like, "I'll call you." I don't understand why they She does not him. seem that yeah. enthusiastic. <laughs> no, and also, why did you write this into uh, your film? It, uh, I mean, I don't know, to show that he, you know, has a heart, I guess, or something. Because, I mean, he doesn't really come off as a bad guy, except for that first scene where right. he comes off as kind of a creep. But then after that, he seems normal. All right, so uh, they all get back into their car and start searching. Now Now with the, the, uh, the, the robot smartphone in hand. Uh, they're, they're then attacked by the black SUV from earlier and also the satellite robot then joins in so there's this big chase this, scene where this is the by. this is the scene that took place in the abandoned warehouse district along the yes, LA river yes, of course. The and this is where they drive past the sign where you can very clearly say city of Vernon right there in the middle of the screen as they drive past it just come on you could pick any other street any other street and you had to go with the one that 
tells you this is not Bakersfield. So, all right. So then they're like, they manage to think they think they escaped the black SUV, but then suddenly mm. it transmorphs into a trans. This would also be the same part of town where the devil baby, now grown up, uh, is uh, meets all his followers <laughs> right. on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that that's uh, the same. That happens. Six, six, yeah, two. that's the one. That's the same part of town. That's the same part of town. It's it's really a historic place. <laughs> in terms of asylum lore i guess yeah yes. asylum is also the same part of town that plays the martian simulation in that war of the world sequel the asylum did. it wasn't also the roof that uh it's also in sunday musical that the uh the main character of that film no like, that was that was somewhere else a different roof that, cool that was yeah <laughs> like that was actually roof. That was actually in a different part of town. Sure. I'm not entirely sure where, but wherever that was looked too residential. Mm. This is th- this is a part of town that's just warehouses. Um, I only say that because, if I recall, the kids' roof in um, Sunday School Musical had barbed wire surrounding it. No, it's a weird. But, uh, it's a we- it, no. It's a weird roof. It's definitely because yeah, obviously his roof is not a residential building. But if you look at the buildings around it. I think there were some trees and some residential sure. buildings. It it doesn't look like that part of town. It looked like somewhere else. I I have a theory as to where that is, but I don't really know, so it's pointless anyway. Um, but, so I wanna, but I'm pretty sure it's not that. Yeah, part of town. I want to talk about. So the SUV then transmorphs into a transmorpher. I want to talk about this transmorpher design here. Oh, God. Um, it's pretty much they did they did their best to make it look like a robot that was a car like five seconds ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They have like because it's, it it's got wheels, big, dumb on wheels it. everywhere. Um, yeah, I have to talk about something with this. The logic of this film is that I'm kind of confused where it was hiding the guns inside the car and how no one picked up on that. There's this weird aspect of this film, which is okay. All these pieces of technology are secretly robots in disguise, right? But like, presumably, someone built them, right? Like a a, man, a normal man built Apparently them in a factory, right? Apparently, why did they them. did they install the guns too? Like. Like, did he look at the guns inside the SUV and went like, that's supposed to be there, yes. Okay, if you're a machine that could just reassemble itself, and you're a car, a car has a lot of, like, moving parts, I suppose you could take, like, I don't know. You can turn into two Gatling guns? Yeah, that's fair. Well, okay, so all a gun is is it's a tube with a firing mechanism and then something some kind of ammunition to fire sure so if if a car has a tube some components that can be rearranged into something that could fire ammunition um you can make twin no... gatling guns yeah fair well enough. i mean sure you've you got the t- you have a tailpipe so <laughs> uh-huh. that's and then that's there's one. two and then there's tubes and then there are pipes and tubes sure, elsewhere sure, sure. in the car so the gun part, I don't really have a problem with. I don't think it'd be that big, but like, it's Transformers, fucking right, whatever. Yeah. You know who cares? Um, the gun part, I don't have a problem with. The problem I have with is, um, where does the ammunition come from? It's the little bolts and screws. I don't know. Well, then what's what's keeping it together? I don't know. Well, you're right. So that's the part I have a problem with. It's like, well, now it has to fire off pieces of itself. It's not the unless, most efficient. Unless, wait, unless the, wait, does it have a does it have a laser beam? No, it's, it I believe it shoots gun? bullets and rockets because um, it has explosives inside of it because it makes things blow up. Okay, so yeah, I don't know where the rockets are coming from. It should just have a laser beam. It, sh- it, like... it, it does, I think, also have a laser beam, yes, but, um, you know... <laughs> It just whatever, <laughs> right. whatever. They're um, just doing transform. But yeah, okay, it's... so where now my problem with this is okay. So 
Which are the cars that are evil ro which yeah, which are the cars that are evil robots and which are the cars that are normal? And like at, what's the distinction? Because Cuz in the logic of the movie you think all of them, like every car is a right, robot. But right, does it like, seem to be the case. It seems to be just like no. one of them, I guess. One one of the characters is flying a goddamn helicopter attacking the robot, the big fight scene in the middle of the movie, and I'm like, why isn't the helicopter turning into an evil robot? Also, they're driving, like, other cars later. That too. You know? Um, Alright, yeah, speaking of the helicopter, helicopter arrives and starts attacking the transmorther, and the gang is picked up. We need to get up- to, like, we need, like, maximum overdrive logic here. Right. Like, where all the machines... It's it's literally... The movie's literally called Rise of the Machines. No, I'm sorry. It's Fall, called of, Fall Man. of Man. Yeah, not Rise, Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines the other one. But, <laughs> but still, it's, it's like, it needs to be all the machines, because that's the whole thing about it. It's technology. It's bad. All right. Uh, so, Hadley, uh, Maddie, and Jake are all picked up by the NSA after the helicopter uh, saves them. Uh, they're then taken to uh, the uh, the Air Force Base, uh, where they then also meet Joe uh, at last. Um, so the gang's all together. Now, finally at last, these six people who, like, straight up, I mean, none of them are important or interesting people, but, you know, they did their best. Um, the NSA then reveal, reveals that all the robots were built from the wreckage of the Roswell and, like, also the pyramids, too, or something. Okay, so- yeah, this is this is the this is the the this exposition the dump. dump. It's so so stupid. So yeah, they're like it all started in four in July of forty seven in New Mexico desert. Like what Roswell? Like yes, Roswell. That's where we found out the alien technology. But and that's where all of computers comes from. But it turned out that we were building an army the entire time. So okay, so again, everything with computers in it would be bad. Um, and so, um, and then they also mentioned the pyramids. Uh, they just kind of throw that in there, and they don't really explain. I think what they're the they're implying the pyramids are like, like yeah, some sort of computer chip or geometry or something like that. Something you know? to do with geometry because there's that there's that classic um, History Channel theory where if you look at the pyramids from the sky, it looks just like a microchip from a computer. It does. It, it really like, doesn't. It, but it, sure. it just looks like three squares. It's that's all it looks like. Um, two two squares. It looks like two big squares, and then a smaller square next to it, and that's what the pyramids look like from space. Yeah. Uh, also, and the um, Sphinx. The is NSA agents also know Jake really well because Jake piloted numerous attack drones during his many sort of war outings when he did the war, the war thing. The war thing, yeah. yeah no, he he was he's, he did he's a an bunch attack, of murder. He's an attack drone pilot, which for some reason makes him capable of the robots. Yeah, he, no. no, it makes him it makes him not capable. It makes him the most qualified person in the world, literally the line <laughs> to to know something about the robots, not the people who you know designed the drone. I, yeah, yeah, um, not the people, not the people who manufactured them. No, no, no. The guy who sat at the little computer joystick and 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 piloted the drones. He's the guy who, for some reason, the knows more about one. robots um, than anyone else on the planet. Uh, his like, uh, what's really great is that Jake's advice with the deal is like the most basic shit ever, which is just, like you gotta jam him. You gotta jam their signal. And that's like his right. big. That's his big idea. Um. 
They're, well, so they the NSA also takes the cell phone and puts it inside a big locked vault, but that's oh, like yeah, a sorry, trick this is, because the cell this, phone then explodes. No, it doesn't. Okay, I mean, um, we'll, uh, we'll get back to that. But that, uh, so this is where it's revealed that the robots, um, uh, the ones that we built with our technology that we got from the Roswell crash, that they want to send a signal to the alien race of transmorphers, and they're going to come down. Mm. Um, but yes, anyway, so the, um, yes, the cell phone from earlier, it's in a safe with a guy, and there's a guy with a gun standing in front of it, like a soldier, and, um, and then it starts whizzing and burring in the guy, inside the safe, and the guy's like, what the heck, and he opens the safe, and then it explodes, <laughs> like the whole building explodes. Um, and then, it's so like, yeah. well, then, it's like, well, then, what even was the point of of it whizzing and burying, and what was even the point of open? I, I thought it was gonna attack him. I thought it was gonna leap out the safe. But just, no, just it, just so the audience knows that it's still a robot. I don't know. We already know that. <laughs> Maybe that's the only way it can activate its robot. That's why tech, they put it in is the by safe turning the into the spider place. robot. Um. Okay. So, so then all the robots are attacking the uh, the air force base. Uh, it's a it's a really bad scene. Just it it's a lot. It's for... really long and it's really I, hard to follow. I totally zoned out at this point. I was just like, they kept shouting something about jamming the signal, and I'm just both like, the yeah, NSA cool. agents die. Um, turns no out cares. Hadley can pilot a helicopter, so he gets in a helicopter and starts like shooting the robot. And they they say that they they actually like say like. When did you learn? Like, wait, you know how to fly a helicopter? And, and he goes like, "You're not the only one with a past, Jake." It's, it's like, like, well, that's really good writing, guys. I like you can just. It's really cool. You can just do that, and then you want to. It's also. It's also it's at this really point great. revealed that Jake is is like yeah, like the world's greatest drone pilot. It's like, and he's living a slobbering existence in a trailer home in like rat's ass california you might as well let hadley be able to hack the robots too and just give him the dialogue there's a lot you don't know about me like that's all you got to say apparently and then you don't have to write character you can just say you don't know anything about me i just fuck it why not (laughs) um so uh maddie also wants to be like act acting as bait she wants to be bait for the robots so they can and they're just kind of like and and they and they barely protest this and then they're like okay fine (laughs) she has like a fake out death where she thinks she's killed but she's just somehow sort of runs past like the rocket that launch attacks her she's also running she's also running like like this with her hands in the air the whole time as if she's on heels like (laughs) you know i don't think she's actually wearing heels but she has that that running stance right uh, Hadley then rams his helicopter into the robot, killing them both okay. in a wait, big wait, tragic wait, wait. scene. Did I miss wait, something we have, exciting? We have to back up here because this this actually made me laugh. The This is the one part of the fight scene where I actually paid attention. Hadley is like, he's been shooting at it, and, and then the robot shoots at him, but he gets the helicopter back under control, and then, and then he goes, um, uh, Jake, take care of, of Maddie for me. And they've already blocked the signal. Right. And they're like, we blocked the signal. And the robot, you can see the robot in the background. It's like, it's sort of like deactivated. Its head is down and it's sparking. It's not moving anymore. It's attacking. And then Hadley crashes his helicopter into it. Like, it, like, it needed to no, be it's, done. No, 
No, it's fine. No, it's fine. You don't need it. To... So his sacrifice is completely pointless. Like they even tried to do this kind of like it's like wow, what a what a heroic sacrifice. Like oh, we're really gonna miss him and everything. It, it was completely pointless. It was abs- There was no reason for him to do it. They could have just shot the robot. They would have been, and it would have blown up anyway. Um. So they win, I guess. And this is this, I mentioned earlier. This is the part where the but like there's a scene you can point at and say that's this is the, the moment. On. This is the moment where it's just like okay, now we don't give a fuck. So this is the it's basically this they here. they fill they they filmed up to this point and then we're like shit. We only have forty five minutes of footage. I guess we gotta do some bullshit. And, and then, I guess so I also technically bullshit. humanity has to lose at the end of the right. movie, so we gotta figure that. I guess because we some, for some reason we made a fucking prequel to uh, a Lake Scott film to Lake Scott's Transmorphers, the <laughs> cult classic. Um. So we get. Oh, anyway. So yeah, we get Maddie doing some monologuing here. She says some time has passed since that happened, and the power grid has been shut off. But like oh. life is good, I guess. No, 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 no. This is better. Not the power grid because there is still electricity. They took out everything with a computer chip. Oh, cool. And they dismantled it and destroyed it. So no more computers. And she goes, "We were happy. That's nice. Or at least, re- or at least relieved." It's um. just like, yeah, we got <laughs> rid of the technology. Yay, acoustic everything. Um, we're like yeah we're we're sort of we actually did like reenact kind of what would happen to uh the planet if uh the y2k yeah if y2k did happen you know if y2k did happen or if the magnetic fields reversed uh not the magnetic fields the magnetic poles reversed um but so um, yeah and then, so yeah, they're at that bar. She said bar. Well, first Jay. though, before any of that happens, we see a shot from space, and it's the same scene oh. from the first film with all the space orbs. Yeah, the space it's, orbs. It's the intro shot of Transmorphers of all the all the all the, um, the evil all the black space, space orbs. All the all the robot uh, space eggs going going to planet Earth. Um, yeah, so Jake and Maddie are mourning the death of Hadley, and they like they go and do a slow dance, and they they start dancing to. Uh, one of the most awful background sound music I've ever heard. Uh, it's this muffled, attention. awful shit, which is like... <laughs> and it's like, it's so distracting okay. if you start paying attention to it because you're trying to understand what these lyrics are and it's this most, it's the most muffled fucking piece of crap sound music ever. I'll take that. I'll take that over the first scene of the movie where the girl is racing down and with uh, driving on her cell phone and, and, and speeding because in that scene, the music she's playing is so loud you can barely hear her dialogue. So I'll take muffled, turned down music so you can hear the dialogue above way turned up music. Fair enough. I do believe there's a like there's a good middle ground we could have went with here though for sure. No, it's the asylum. There's no middle ground. Um, you, you have to you have to suck. You just have to. But the direction you suck. Right. You have to pick your direction. You suck. There's no middle ground. So uh, so Maddie wants Jake to open up. And so he begins to telling her like war stories while they do this really well, one a war story, yeah, you know the most important just, one. And it's just the one where um, he was part of a convoy in Iraq, and um, there was an ambush, and they shot an RPG at the ground underneath the the 
their Humvee, I guess. He hasn't specified the vehicle. He was the, the only vehicle. one who lived, so he has like a. And he was the only one who lived. And he was the only one who lived. And uh, this confused me because I was like, "Wait, I thought you were a drone pilot." Uh, yeah, I guess he could have been both. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess nothing stops him <laughs> from like, being in this scene. The whole point of being a drone pilot is that you don't have to be. Yeah, a yeah it's weird that he was like in the action, right? He was like in a war zone area. That's not. He was not inside like a military base or anything. And he right? wasn't just a drone pilot. He was the, the best. Yeah, the best drone, drone pilot. pilot. But also, he was a soldier. There's this. Right. There's some really fun stuff here. Not only that, he was he was the commander of that convoy. That too. So, in order to be the commander of the convoy, you can't just be a soldier. You have to be like you have to be like. I don't know if you have to be an officer, but at the very least, you have to be like you have to be given that authority. Meaning, you have to have been a soldier for a while in order to be given command. Of a convoy. Also, a convoy. I think a convoy is really huge. The way he describes it, it's just like one vehicle. I think a convoy is like, like, you know, a convoy. Right. It's multiple vehicles. It's it's gonna be like it, it's a it's a convoy. <laughs> it's a convoy. That's what what it's called. Um, when, when the when the trucks do a convoy, it's not a truck. It's it's it's, it's a, at it's least con- two. It's convoy. It's you know it's multiple, and he describes it like it's just one, and so it's just kind of like okay, wait, you're the only surviving member of your convoy. Like how many fucking people <laughs> die? I get that like now. Like to be fair, I guess soldiers. that would that would fuck someone up. Obviously, um, I guess that's why they put him in the drone. Like, okay, clearly yeah. you can't handle this, so we're just gonna make you a drone pilot. Instead. Um, thank you for while he's telling this to Maddie, you can tell the actor this is like the fourth she's take or something because she's just so staring off in the fucking distance. She, like, they're just... all so fucking bored. <laughs> like her, like she's just fucking. That, by she's the not way, even looking at his face, she's just looking off into the corner of the room, like going, "Huh?" By the did way, you, did you say something? By the way, by the way, I mean, I already mentioned that they have sort of a grim acceptance of death, but something I didn't mention was back when her, when the cop, when her uncle, her uncle drives his helicopter into the robot, and then they have this sort of shot afterwards of, like, everyone's just sort of, like, looking on, just like, hmm. And then she shows up, and then she's looking at it, and, and her expression is just like, oh. Like, it's her, it's her family member, and she's just like... Oh well. Oh well. That's <laughs> like, oh well. It was bound to happen eventually. Um. So after this dramatic sort of reveal from Jake, they uh they both fuck over um some really oh, bad no, music. She... Now you finally hear the bad music here. Um. And this is what you were talking yeah. about earlier. Uh, this is just really loud, awful, blaring sort of rock question mark music. Yeah, it's it it's it's but there's no dialogue to dr- like that's it's drowning. Out, oh no so no, I'll it's just that. loud and painful. Um, it's just so. Uh, uh, in the morning they both and it's wait. the most unearned kiss. No, like, abs- you yeah, know, absolutely. Like, it's just kind of like it's like and I was the only surviving member and like you know and I forget what she says, but then they immediately kiss and it's just like where the fuck did that come from? Alright, so they wake to an earthquake and then they go outside to see the no, sky. No, no, to explosions. Yeah, they wake, they wake, they go out to see the skies filled with falling rocks and that they didn't stop the signal and now the Whoops. robots are coming. Whoops. Uh, so then here's the big sort of the last 30 minutes of this film. Uh, 
uh, they run from some robots. Uh, they come across Doctor Joe again. Remember her? Yeah, uh, yeah she, she gets them a ride. They drive around and shoot the robots. They drive, they drive out into the desert. It turns out they took it over the entire planet. This is funny because they're driving out to the desert. They're like, okay, drive out to the desert because let's get away from civilization because that's what they're attacking. Fair enough. But they're driving out to the desert and they're just looking at, you know, just the desert, just scenery. And they're like, they took over everything. (laughs) Did they? Okay, sure. They took over the entire Earth. Like, how do you know that? Uh, this 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 is like really great like scene here where suddenly their car like explodes out of nowhere oh yeah and it cuts them all on all on the ground outside the car as if the car sort of like evaporated around them it just spit them out <laughs> just spit them out i guess like the suv man from earlier. and also why is this car a good car and, and not turning into a machine uh, like they're still driving cars around it's like I don't know if you just take the computer chip out, does that does that solve everything? You know, if this if this movie like really cared about its world or whatever, they, she would have been Joe would have been driving like a car pre Roswell, like a fucking like early. 40s so here's car a thought. So here's a thought. There should be a new brand of of car. There should be a a technological conglomerate. Mm. Let's say Apple. Okay, sure. let's just say Apple. You know, it's not it's not going to be called Apple because that would be copyright infringement and we don't want to get sued but it's something that's clearly you know modeled you know inspired by apple and they have the new car and it can do and it could sync with your cell phone and with your computer and it can it can it has all these special features and it's the hot new car and everyone wants to buy it you know so you see all these people and she's like and and so that's where the technological person comes in the doctor dr joe where she'd be like yeah this thing's a technological disaster like i don't trust this thing she's the smart one and then there's the people in the small town and they're they can't afford yeah they have bad garbo cars right they have they have old garbo cars that no one wants and then there's the you know yeah so so that's the thing it's like oh yeah everyone's buying the 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 new the new apple car and you know the 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 the, the apple trojan that's what it's it's the apple trojan and and It's now how curiosity is this like a cars prequel? Actually, like it's a partnership. It's a partnership with with Ford, so mm-hmm. it's the Ford Trojan, and and it has and it's integrated with Apple technology, and it's the hot new car that everyone wants, and then. And then, and then the cars start changing, so that way you could tell which ones are the bad cars and which ones are the good cars, because it turns out that Apple is a front, and then that's why all the cell phones start changing and all the computers start changing, and so all we have, to, and so they just have to get rid of the Apple, and and that's it, you know. It would definitely like make the whole issue way easier to sort I mean, of manage. then, then yeah, you could sure. resolve the issue of why does that car change, but that one doesn't. And the best part about this whole plot you just came up with is that, like, you could just say the... the Basically the, the Doctor app- Who episode. Well, yeah, they, 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 yeah this is the, uh, the Centauran episode where they invade Earth with the little... Uh, the, every, every car is with has, like, the uh, energy-efficient gas thing attached to it. Oh fuck! I forgot about that one. Yeah. I was thinking the one where they had the thing in their ear that like mind control. Oh, them. the the Cyberman one, right? Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, oh yeah, is that Cyberman one? Yeah, that's the first Cyberman one of David Tennant. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did so many of these. <laughs> I'm actually watching all of Doctor Who right now. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, doing a big rewatch. Um, who boy, that the later Clara stuff is rough, huh? I don't know if she even got that far, but that la- that late Matt Smith, Peter Bacaldi, the some of those plots are rough. Never got into Peter uh, Capaldi uh, Doctor Who. I think I watched towards like almost the end of Matt Smith, and then I was just like, "This is stupid. total burnout." I'm yeah, I'm, I'm um, done with this. I'm burning out myself right now with Doctor Who and this film. Um, is so, Peter Capaldi any good as Doctor he's Who? Really, like, okay, never... he's really good. Um, the dialogue they give him is not good, but he's he acts he does his best to act it, and he does a good acting job. He's a good actor. Um, I think if I if I went back to Doctor Who now, I wouldn't be able to stand the like the raw raw Britishism oh, of, of yeah, it. For sure. I, I like I, I remember thinking that was like sort of quaint when I first watched it and now I'm just kind of like you don't matter anymore. You're 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 Britain. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're you are you are you are a like you are a a, a component. You are the the North Atlantic component of the American Empire. Like no, like you don't matter in a military sense anymore. And so like, you know, those things where it's sort of like, they have to like, you know, go back to like when Britain was great, right. you know, like the, all the world war two episodes. Yeah. They yeah. Did, um, it's funny because in so the, the David Tennant episode uh, with Donna Noble um, turn left has a bit where like with the doctor, not saving oh, turn left. Yeah. yeah. With the doctor, not saving that the British just turns into this isolationist fascist like country who just starts like killing their own citizens and stuff. Well, that's, which that's is like, yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, pretty it's, critical. That's that's well, but that's just children of men mm-hmm. is the thing. Like, like that's the thing is watching that episode. I was just like, this is just children of men for sure. That's, that's all this is. That's, that's all this is, is this just, this is just doctor who children of men. Um, Doctor Who of Men. The yeah, no, it's no that part of it is is yeah, absolutely an isolation as fascist. Uh, uh, absolutely, absolutely, that part is realistic. But the like being the mil being they sort of like military, you know, power that that matters in the real. Oh, but no. see, they got they got alien technology and whatever. Uh... Uh, unit and stuff and yeah somehow somehow the u.s didn't get that like (laughs) no because all the aliens attacked the uk first is the issue yeah that's the problem for some reason (laughs) it's kind of weird that the doctor is always a british guy that's kind of weird you know well like then they make sense where it's like actually british people just talk like the doctor actually and humans just look like the time lords or whatever anyway this is we've gone so off the rails here but I like it though. I'm, I'm having anyway. Fun talking I want to finish thing about Pierre Bacaldi stuff. Is that boy? Steve, I, it's now. I think a lot of people are now like trying to be nicer to Stephen Moffat for some reason or whatever. But I'm. I don't care. I'm going to be an ass to him. Boy, he has some issues that he needs to deal with and stop writing into his fucking stories. He has a <laughs> lot of problems with women, and it comes so apparent. Like the like Pierre Bacaldi. Like how they write him, he turns into this weird bully character who's always like. Basically, he's like constantly chastising Clara and pushing all these weird, mean, sort of bully, snide comments about her appearances constantly. Like the mad times he references Clara, like not wearing makeup or you know her, her she looks a bit fat today. It's so weird. 
it's really upsetting it it's like it's this weird gaslighting thing that happens with the writing and i guess it's supposed to be funny or cute but it comes off as kind of gross do you setting do you think that they were like because when they first announced peter capaldi as as doctor who everyone's first thought was the guy from the thick of it like that's who you got is doctor who so do you think that they were sort of like initially they were like well no he has to act like the doctor you know so i'm cool if i sort of grumpy kind of but then but but then people were disappointed that he didn't act like the guy in the thick of it so the writers started writing him more like his his character in the thick well here's they start writing him like that immediately it's within the first couple episodes he's like this but he's not all right he's not like a grumpy asshole he's like a bully like he's a middle school bully he doesn't he's not he doesn't make good points he's just really mean to like clara basically like he's just he just says really mean things to her out of nowhere all of a sudden like he's not it's not like intelligent or little quips or whatever it's just commenting stuff on her appearance constantly british culture or at least the people who are the sort of stewards of british culture the sort of the figureheads of british culture they really do seem to be in a degenerative phase right now because between between that between jk rolling uh and between all of the uh um the um you know all of the the um old uh you know monty python people like you know sort of turning into sort of like weird conserves all the anti-trans shit Mm. like british culture really does seem to be in a degenerative phase right (laughs) now and and obviously like not like necessarily the people of britain but i mean them too kind of but like the people who control british culture they really seem to be all losing their minds right now they they really seem to have gone off the rails the anti-trans they all thing got has a bit too so old, fucking weird yeah. in Britain. oh it's, like, it's, it's weird. gross it's incredibly it's, upsetting it's, it's weird here too like don't get me wrong but we've always kind of had this element to it you know like we've like the sort of like the anti-gay anti-trans like stuff like that kind of conservative we that's always been an aspect of our conservatism Mm. we've always had that weird like you know kind of christian fundamentalist thing going on we've always had that that's that's been you know that's just kind of a thing you know and but then in Britain, it just seems like it really reared its ugly head within the last, like, several years. Like, everyone just really lost their mind. J.K. Rowling has just completely For gone sure. absolutely insane. She's, she's like, genuinely... Did I tell you, actually, I, 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 I was telling Dad about this, but this is the... Did I tell you... Did you see the, the Harry Potter uh, uh, reunion uh, special? Um, I didn't watch it, but I heard of it. Um, okay no it was it was actually really good okay. actually me me was Rowling involved because i remember something no, okay no wait 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 wait, okay. wait 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 this is this is why i bring it up this is why i bring it up okay this is why i bring it up so so uh, me and my girlfriend watched it and i did not expect to like it mm. it was just it was on hbo max and i was just like sure why not let's you know give this a shot and it was actually really heartwarming it was actually really nice to watch they because it's the 20th anniversary of the first film's release so it's a it's a special it's not about the books it's about the films and it's about the story of making the films so the whole cast is there not the whole cast but like they got a lot of the cast Hmm. like they obviously got rupert grant daniel radcliffe and emma watson but they also got the guy who plays hagrid who is 
the sweetest, most adorable man in the world. He is so nice. He's so cute. Uh, they got the guy who played Draco Malfoy. They got um, they got the guy who plays Neville Longbottom. They do tributes to Alan Rickman and the first uh, the guy who played the Dumbledore in sure. the first couple of movies. Um, they like that's all so sweet. Um, and basically, they go through chronologically like stories of filming the movies. And what's really amazing is like those those kids turned into really like well functioning adults. Like they obviously were handled with such care, like because that's not normally what happens to Child child actors. actors. But they they do so well. Like Daniel Radcliffe cracks this great joke at the start when they're talking about the um, you know when they're auditioning, and he cracks this great joke where he it's it's him and Rupert and Emma, and he goes like, I guess as a kid I just had this really like haunted scary look about me like i had seen some shit and so that's why they cast me like and they all laugh like you know it's like they like they, they just come off as people but anyway once in a while they 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 want to you know quote the source the source for you know like her take on you know like her inputs into the films and so you know once in a while they do have to you know quote jk rowling and you know and and get her input on you know her role in you know being there at the auditions and you know the casting and and putting together these movies but here's what they do they play an old clip of J.K. Rowling, an old interview mm-hmm. clip of J.K. Rowling, and every time it shows up, there's text on the bottom that says "filmed in 2019." Oh. <laughs> and so I let it was just like it was just like she had died. Mm-hmm. It was like when you do a Beatles documentary and you want to get a quote from John Lennon in there, so they just use old interview footage of John Lennon. So while we were watching it, I just kept going like. Boy, it sure was a shame when Joe died, wasn't it? <laughs> like it had that, and it was so good. It was so good. It was Warner Brothers just being like, "We just want to make it clear, we did not invite her to be a part of this." Yeah. Okay? If I recall, she, she was not involved. If I recall, Emma Watson and her have some obvious clear beef. Oh no, as Emma. Well. So they, like, I they, imagine they Emma Watson would probably would have refused to appear if J.K. Rowling was there too. Something. And you can't do it without Emma Watson. Right. Absolutely. Well, one no, of the no, main no, three. Watson, yeah. No. <laughs> Emma Watson, a complete following out. I think Daniel Radcliffe was also very like uh, uh critical as well not probably not as much as emma watson but definitely was like y- yeah no i'm not cool with this you know so yeah no and of course the guy who plays hagrid he's not gonna be cool with it either you know right. he's he's gay you know and he was getting he was out long before that was considered okay you know like that's yeah he <laughs> <laughs> it's like they they obviously were like we are not cool with with joe being involved in this so they were like okay that's fine she's not involved <laughs> it was really yeah. it was really no it was actually <laughs> i actually recommend decision. it sure i actually recommend it it was very nostalgic it actually made me feel very sort of like you know you know nostalgic it was very heartwarming it was very sweet it was very sweet it was really it was really nice it was like wow they they all they all turned into such good people that's so good yeah people are talking about that game that's coming out where it's like everyone's like saying jk's not involved with the game either 
<laughs> whatever you know too i i haven't heard about this i didn't know about the game oh yeah they're making a, oh yeah there's uh they're doing a a big harry potter rpg game where you play a student who goes to hogwarts and does classes and learns spells and shit you know do they really like need that, joe for that absolutely not um i guess she would written the story if if they were in you know she wasn't controversial obviously. she's already like, involved in the fantastic beast movie which is also a, a third, yeah floppy. yeah man that film is coming out too Mad Mickelson's now taking the role of uh, Grimplebold. Grimplebold. Did they? Did they even? Uh, uh, did, 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 does anyone even care about those Fantastic Beasts movies? Like, I mean, obviously they advertise them and shit, but I mean, like, uh, do they make money? Like, I, I mean, I, no one talks money. about them. I mean, people do talk about it, but in a pretty negative light because that second film is bad. Well, that's the thing, that's the only context I hear people talking about it is God, these movies suck. <laughs> Because they suck. Yeah, no. Um, but I'm looking... I kind of watch it just so I can watch Mad Mickelson do his thing, which I like. I like his acting style. He's a fun guy to watch act and be Is Matt Mickelson uh, uh, the, the... Yeah, he, he's replacing Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, he's Grindelwald. <laughs> he's Grumpled. I, thought, I was yeah. wondering if he was the main guy. No, the, no, no. no. Um, Newt, what's his name? What's his face? The, uh, the Newt Scalamander or whatever. That guy. Yeah. That guy. Newt Salamander, exactly. Um, yeah, God. That's such ter- that's such terrible writing, too. <laughs> Newt what are you Scalamander. talking what are you talking about jk rowling is a master of words that's just and that's just and, uh, two words the English for language. the same thing <laughs> that's that's just that but you that threw means, an a c in uh, there. that that's every that's like literally every single Harry no Potter that's all character. of her characters yeah, yeah. that's all of her characters moon, moon. this this character yeah loony 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 uh this character takes umbrage with everything i'm just gonna call her umbrage very good all right um we've 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 jumped off yeah we talked about doctor who harry potter now we've uh the robots were attacking this i think that's truly the only podcast where one can be hit the 75 mark of the podcast and it just degenerates to generic pop culture no we are not Trust me, we are not the only <laughs> not podcast the only that one. does that. Um, we are not. All right, yes. Anyway, so the car exploded. Uh, oh, Joe, yeah. Dr. Joe has been injured with a piece of metal on her leg. She has a fucking piece of rebar sticking out of her leg, and she's just like, mmm. Mm. It hurts or something. Mm. Uh, the mayor appears. Remember him? He's there. Oh yeah, he's back, uh, and his and his daughter with the pacemaker get, is yeah, here. Because <laughs> technology they, and driving is the the world's most beat up van. Uh, they get in his car. Um, I love that show when when they close the door of the van and it bounces open. <laughs> mm. uh, there's this, like it's, it's the shittiest. There's van. a scene. So Jake is trying to get the metal out of uh, Joe's leg, um, and he gives her like she starts biting down on her glasses on the lens of her glasses yeah. which i do not think <laughs> would be you know like also what's no, funny is she has like a collar she has like a call a sheriff a collar just like bite on down on that anything anything there, else anything the seatbelt would be fine honestly the the, the, the sorry I, I said the lens i didn't mean the lens it's the, the little um, like yeah the, the 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 part that goes over your right. ear or whatever that part is called but she bites on that i'm like that's fucking that's plastic stupid. That thing would, uh, and it's also it's so thin. It's, it's so thin. I don't understand. Even if you bit down on that part, your utter the, the utter side of your teeth are still gonna be grit gritted. Like no, anything. Grab like a sh- yeah. Grab like a shirt or like a jacket off the floor of like the back seat and just and just put that in your mouth. You know. Um. 
So they get so Jake gets the metal piece out, and then they stop the car at like what appears to be like a little wooden camp shelter or something that they're calling the refugee camp. The mayor calls it's it got that. Seven guys. <laughs> There's like some people in it, but it's just this fucking wooden shack in the middle of nowhere. Um, which classic it's not asylum. even a wooden. It's not even a wooden shack. It's an abandoned wooden shack. <laughs> and so at one point, the mayor's like, you hear a whiz, like a little metallic, you know buzz overhead and he's like the mayor goes like don't worry we're not that exposed you look pretty you exposed yeah you look pretty exposed there are shots where like you see there's no roof it's <laughs> no like, roof well, and the wall there's is the like timber. just there's little the pieces tim- of plywood yeah the, there's there's no wall there's no wall it's completely exposed on the sides and then the roof is just these timber beams with nothing over it like not even a sheet of tin or something like they, there's a couple trees around to give them some shade. It actually, looks like a very nice picnic spot, but it is one it is totally <laughs> exposed. Uh, the mayor then wants to make them food, so we cut to we then cut later and ma- the mayor's cooked food. And there's this really they're all just, standing around. <laughs> there's and he's, just, fucking... he's holding a pan over nothing. He's holding it's a the most funniest over... play food cooking ever, where he's like he's holding this little spatula and right, and he's just kind of going like. No, no, he's holding his skillet over nothing. There's no fire or anything. He's holding it like three feet in the air, and then he's taking. So, the yeah, he rubs the rubs the just, spatula onto the and pan. He's just doing this, and yeah. supposedly he's cooking beans. I don't. You don't. You don't use the spatula. To, I mean, <laughs> I guess can, you just I guess, use whatever's yeah, on hand. But... You can, I guess. I don't know, but like, I mean, you know, like you don't want to use a spoon or something. Like they're, they're, the 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 people eating are eating with spoons. It's just like just use one of those. But like, and then the rest of them are all standing around eating like you know just like right next to him while he's cooking um and also this is the moment when amy's pacemaker explodes right? yes uh well it turns into it, it bursts out of her chest turns into a robot spider yeah and then that there's that that one random guy whose name isn't even mentioned i think shoots like 10 rounds it, yeah but shoots her body like 10 <laughs> times before finally hitting the robot spider and then the mayor who again is her father just sort of goes like oh no hmm. oh well hmm. doesn't even say anything just sort of like just looks mildly concerned. there's this weird little dialogue here too where uh, dr joe's trying to make a distinction between extraterrestrials and aliens oh, as well fuck, here. I forgot about she's that. talking about like extra extraterrestrials and are like so nice says, and curious and interesting but aliens are bad and evil no basically she says like extraterrestrials only attack in self-defense while aliens attack unprovoked it's like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> what, about what, you made up a distinction what the fuck are you talking about that has <laughs> nothing to there is no distinction i why 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 did you make a, some sort of weird dictionary difference that doesn't exist there, at all it's like bizarre there, there is literally no distinction between those two words like there's no there's no meaningful distinction. Ali- the only distinction is that alien is a slightly broader right. concept. Alien can mean foreigner. Extraterrestrial means past. Which the, makes it know, really funny that then she makes the aliens the bad one. Then, huh? If you put it in that context, yeah, huh? that's it, <laughs> it's yeah, that's kind of weird. It's kind of sus. <laughs> a little strange. Um. um. <laughs> no, she makes up a distinction that does not exist. It's just sort of like. And also, the question is weird in the first place. He's like, what do you think the distinction... The mayor wants to know, what do you think the distinction between extraterrestrials and aliens are? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Where did this it's, come from? Yeah. Um, and then they start asking, like, why are the aliens here? 
And I can only the answer is the aliens are here because Blake Scott wrote a bad movie. But um, and we need to do a sequel. They they get a prequel even. Um, but then but they get like oh they're here because of resources and they're trying to take over the planet. Um, so then they come to the conclusion that like okay so the aliens are like trying the robot aliens oh, are trying someone to someone sees them contaminate the water. Yeah, someone mentioned. And then that. so like, Jake saw them contaminate. So water. then Jake is like, what about the L.A. aqueduct? Can we yeah, blow it so- up? Can we let's blow up the LA aqueduct and now cut off their water? Which, um, uh, I don't understand their plan. Also, the mayor's like, we have two hundred sticks of dynamite. It's where? (laughs) Where do you have two hundred sticks of dynamite? Here in our refugee camp. But yeah, it's just like we have to cut off their water supply. It's like, okay, so why do they have to be in LA? They, you know, the water comes from elsewhere, like. Like, that's like a sort of like oh we have to get to that water we have to you know secure that source of water it's like okay well the source of water ain't at the LA aqueduct no, it's, it's a that. little bit up it's a little bit they even say this they even explain how the aqueduct works they're like oh it pulls water from the Owens Valley and from this valley and it and the, and it falls it comes down by gravity to LA they make a really like. funny line here where they're talking about like one of like they're talking about like where the robots are, and they say like four miles north of L.A., which I'm pretty sure which is would nothing. Still also... That's just the valley. Yeah. Um. Also, four miles isn't a lot. I. It really um... isn't. <laughs> it's a bit of a small distance. Oh, there. that's a that's a fun line. That's a that's a fun line that that kind of drove me a little crazy. Is when they're when they when they set off to to, to blow up the aqueduct. They they they're like. The mayor goes like, "Okay, where are we?" And oh no, sorry, someone goes, "Where are we?" And the mayor goes, "We're we're outside. We're just outside Santa Clarita. Right over that hill is the 405. Mm. The 405 does not go to Santa Clarita. Oh, that was a mistake, huh? Oopsie. Oops. Um, Oops. Yeah, this is the this is the part of every single. But it's like all these people, all the people making this film are in L.A. They live in L.A. Right. It's such a weird mistake to make. Yeah. It's like. It's Maybe it was just more... ad libbed. You know, it's just like an improv moment. The dialogue. It's Who just like say? just name a name a famous freeway. <laughs> right. Four oh five. Um, this is the part in every single Sam film near the end where it just devolves them walking around the fucking woods of holding guns, looking at, looking around, all scared. Every fucking except Asylum film ends this way. The, except it's not the woods. It's like a sort of. It's just like, kind of the shitty kind of dirt it's just a, patch a, a, a kind of industrial area outside a, a suburb. Why do why do why why do why does every single one of your fucking films have to end with them walking around with holding guns in this stupid like a, like it's like it devolves into a like a high school sort of like video like be, for their class or something. Because you're only meant to watch the first five <laughs> minutes of it before you realize, hey, wait. This isn't the movie I wanted to see. Honestly, I I would have preferred if the movie ends after thirty minutes with just a little bit of like fucking Whoa. no, just like yeah, just in like Comic Sans saying end of film, smiley face, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the film is just like a black screen. It'd be this podcast would be so easy then. Oh yeah, it'd be great. We can knock out three of these <laughs> a week, you know, just like yeah, fuck it. All right. Um, so they... and this movie still this movie feels long and it only lasts an hour 20 minutes yeah. it can't even crack 90 minutes uh so they come across some sort of military man general guy who's just sort of wandering by himself 
Oh no! Yeah, they, he saves them because they uh, they're being attacked by the robot, and the robot kills one of them, and then he he blows it up with a rocket launcher. Uh, and then so he get and, you get some really funny sort of like uh, lore tidbits here, where he's talking oh, he's about like, how the Russians tortured a robot, and the, the robot gave up the information about one of the terraforming plants they're using to take over the Earth. And they're like, how do you torture a robot? And he goes, I don't know. I don't know. I don't question what the Ruskies do. It's just like, no, I am going to question this. How, how, no, seriously, how do you torture a robot? Not like, hey, we captured a robot and we, and like, we analyzed it whatever, its circuitry yeah. and we found the information. No, no, no. We tortured the robot because apparently the robot can feel pain. Maybe you threatened to, like, uh, <laughs> You threatened to revert its software back to like Windows ninety eight or whatever, and it started freaking out. Maybe you. We're gonna um, we're actually we're gonna change. We're gonna actually update your Windows to Windows Vista and start screaming maybe you in threatened horror. Threatened to install a virus. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna maybe we're gonna download McAfee deliberately onto your system. We're going to. Um... We're going to install the entire catalog of the asylum into your. No, into that's your main a that's frame. a threat right there for sure. Yeah. The anyway, so so I guess they um they the robots have these uh, manufacturing plants. Maybe they just said they're going to delete robots. System Thirty Two. Maybe that was all it took. There you go. There yeah. You go. Um. <laughs> so um, that's their plan. They're going to start with these terraforming systems, basically. But anyway, so the robots—they've—they've um, built these reproduction plants where they can make more of themselves. And also, they're changing five, the atmosphere too. In in like five places of the Earth, and no, they're not changing the atmosphere. They're changing the water. Well, the whole—they—they they mentioned they're changing everything, like the terraforming. Well, they're changing plants everything, are... but all he says at this point is the. Water. No, he also brings up like uh, they're changing the whole landscape. Well, that's okay, yeah, the landscape, know, too. Right. But they don't bring up the air until the end of the movie. Um, and that's by accident. Yes, apparently. Um, but anyway, apparently we did that. But anyway, um, the they've, they've been building these reproduction plants around the world. There's only like five of them for some reason. And so the other four have been destroyed, and he was part of the strike team that was going to blow up the fifth one here in the U.S. of A. Uh, but they failed. They blew up half of it, but then the other half, they... they, they laced it with c4 but they didn't get to blow it up yet so he's gonna help him blow it up um dur- this is really f- this is part here too so a robot then suddenly attacks them again and they all get in this big sort of firing squad group where they're all like smashed to a corner and the yeah. this is the hilarious part where the mayor is right behind one of the dudes and he has this fucking shotgun and he's basically like just setting on top of the guy's head blasting the robot from like <laughs> Oh, this this is totally safe. <laughs> this is incredibly this is... safe. He's just he's fucking shooting this shotgun like the robot's like maybe like ten feet into the air and he's just like shooting up in the air right in front of everyone. It's like this doesn't seem it seems like you're gonna murder everyone right now. It's fine. Um Alright, so yeah, so the head of the terraform machine, um, there's the more fights. Uh Jake uh straps and what appears to be an egg timer to a stick of dynamite. <laughs> Um, and I guess, I guess we're supposed to imply he's going to sacrifice himself by blowing up the whole terraforming machine. Um, but it turns out he like, he's fine. And Jake lived. Uh, yeah, no, the robots, like they're like three robots hovering in front of him and 
and then there's a huge explosion while the two girls, Joe and Maddie, are... are... No, wait, one, did one of them die? No, they're Who's... both fine, I think, maybe. I don't know. Who, who gets killed? There's a, there's a girl who gets laser blasted through the chest. Oh, that was and... just one of the side female characters who She's just there. are just there. Yeah, because anyway, <laughs> it's uh, the asylum. And the mayor got killed, too, at some point. Maybe. Uh, I don't actually remember no, him no, dying. I do remember him dying, but I, don't, I just don't remember how. It's really um, good. But anyway, anyway, blow it up. They're all good. Jake, Maddie, and, and Joe. Um, and um, I think the ending is... It's just the ending of, of, of Terminator 3, where it's like, well, we, um, we didn't stop the invasion... Uh, turns out when we blew up the reproduction plants, we sent off a cloud of toxic gas around the atmosphere. So the rest of humanity had to go underground. Um, but, you know, my name is Jake and I'm the leader of the human resistance. Here's me sitting in front of a campfire outdoors, apparently mm-hmm, not mm-hmm, worrying mm-hmm. about the poison gas. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and that's the movie. Um. Yeah, I was, I was gonna ask, like, who do you think setting up the cult classic? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask, who do you think uh, Jake, Jake and Maddie's like lineage is in Transformers? Like, who's their child in that film? But I don't remember a single character in that movie. I don't remember. So I don't. I'm not even. Who cares? Why were I even bothering? It's also how far is it set in the future? Like three hundred years, a thousand years, oh, or something. something it's something, something absurdly long, right? Like, uh, probably. I I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Um. <laughs> uh. Uh. IMDb once again has some really great continuity errors here, where some fucking oh dude jumps in and says the most boring <laughs> shit ever about the movie. Imagine doing continuity errors on a fucking asylum. This is the lame. When the mayor of Bakersfield, there, it's all continuity errors. <laughs> all of it. There's no. There's no plot. So really, when you get down to it, is there any continuity to think about it all in the first place? Um, when the mayor of Bakersfield rescues our heroes after their truck is overturned in the desert, they all board a right Chrysler caravan. As it peels out, it is obviously an early 1990s model. When they arrive at the refugee camp, it is still a white Chrysler caravan, but it's now obviously a late 1990s model. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> wow. No, look. You, no, no. Listen, you think that's a continuity error. It's not. It's just a machine. It's one of right. the machines, gonna... <laughs> but it's a good machine, and it installed an upgrade while they were driving cool. it. Okay, right, this gonna... isn't a continuity. Right, I'm error. gonna make a statement right now. Okay, the only people worse than us watching this movie are the people who write these fucking continuity stuff on IMDb. Yeah. No. <laughs> the amount of you have to be paying attention to these movies to pick up these these little accidents, you know. I mean, Grant, I do this with sort of locations. For sure. I, I, get, I get very iffy about locations. I get very iffy about sort of like, no, come on, that's not Bakersfield, you know, sort of stuff. Like my thing about, you know, seeing the sign, it's the city of Vernon. But I don't know. I guess that, I feel like that's more obvious, you know? The helicopter that Hadley Ryan climbs into is a Cisco Sky 660 It's a 3D model. It's not a standard aircraft. Whatever you just said, it's not that. It's a (laughs) 3D. Yoke with both hands. The only problem is the Blackhawk, like all chopters, has a stick control in front of the pilot for the right hand and a left control for the pilot's side. What can be seen of the cockpit doesn't even match that of a Blackhawk. 
there is no cockpit. There is no helicopter. It's a 3D model. Um. Anyways, that's the movie. Um, that was Transmorphers 2 Fall of Man. Hey, we did it. Uh, I don't recommend this film, obviously. No. God, no. Um, uh, it's a bad one. It was a bad one. I love how every single Simon film has to devolve into them walking around in the woods. Or just walking around a field, as like like around. as if a high school or middle school like video of like trying to do like like Lord of the Rings, right? Where it's like, all right, we're gonna film in the woods now. The um, I mean, it's and and one of the filming locations for this movie in the credits listed is Oxnard, California, where about half Asylum films take place, just out out in the warehouses and fields of Oxnard. Like it's just. Yeah, yeah, they all they all take place around a bunch of abandoned warehouses or just out in some field somewhere. Um, so I guess with that, we're now actually more or less, hopefully, officially done of Lake Scott uh, content in general, like more hey. so than we were previously with the first Transmorphers film, and I guess uh, Pod People as well. But um, so yeah. Oh yeah, Poppy was the last one, wasn't it? It was the last one, I believe. Yes, though um, he never replied to my two different tweets I sent to him asking him what he thought of his own film, which is well, he's very well, he's very incredibly busy. busy. I bet running for 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 governor again or something. Oh, I forgot about that. I obviously, which obviously he wasn't serious about because um, as I well, I think he would have been serious if people noticed him. Right? He's that well, kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah, he only he seems to only really care about his things if people pay attention to him. If no one pays attention to him, he seems to always quiet down and kind of like back He's off. Just like, well, yeah, well, that was a failure. <laughs> uh, next up will be the land that time forgot. Um, Isn't that an actual movie? Uh, it, uh, it probably is an actual film. It's a modern adaptation of Edgar Rice. Burroughs it's a mo- novel okay, about yeah. the survivors of a shipwreck on an island of dinosaurs. Is the the land of time forgot was that black and white film, really early black and white film that has the claymation dinosaurs. That's the land of time forgot. So this is they they took the same name. Um, was it was the land of time forgot like live action movie that came at the same time? You think? Be, or maybe like it. oh no, was it during the center of the earth actually that came out then? I was gonna say that Will Ferrell yeah. uh, film. That's a remake of the what, what's Land the, the thing Lost. with the sleaze? Yeah, Land of the yeah. Lost with the sleaze stacks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking that's what they're going one of for. those. Um, but the tagline is it's not where they are, it's when. So there's gonna be CGI dinosaurs in that movie, which instantly makes it uh, way better uh, than this movie. I can only imagine. I would one can so, hope, but. I would, I'm sure I would prefer the claymation dinosaurs from the original The Land of Time Forgot. Well, that'd be, that would require work and effort, like a lot of work and effort, yes. which is something the yeah, like That would require like things like, you know, talent. Why would they do that patience. when they could just pay like some sort of like animation studio 10 bucks and say, make us a dinosaur? And they just like download one of the little like, you know, pre rendered uh, uh, models from the 3D warehouse. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and then just have it sort of jerk around on screen um yeah uh well this ep- we uh we did we talked a lot about stuff here in this episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was mostly stuff mostly stuff yeah no i, th- I feel like we got through the actual movie part pretty quick <laughs>
I think I didn't even tell you about seeing the Batman. Oh yeah, you saw Batman, and I watched the entirety of Gotham, the TV series. We can uh, wrap up this episode of some of that discussion. If not, I don't know. Fuck it. If you want, I, I don't know if you still have time. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. All right. So, um, yeah, what do you think of you go first? No, what did you think of the Batman? A very goofy, very, but not in a like intentional way, not in a way that was particularly memorable. There was just so many moments where I was just like, God, this is stupid. Um, okay, so firstly, this is the most emo Batman ever. Mm-hmm. Like, people have been joking about that, like, wow, this Batman's emo. No, this Batman is emo. The, like,. I mean, obviously, Robert Patterson, he looks kind of like Edward in this, except he's got, like, the long black hair. Um, Any shot of him with Bruce Wayne, he just looks terrible. Um, Anytime he takes off the cowl, he's got the big black makeup circles around his eyes. Um, Which, you know, I mean, you know, makes sense because, you know, Batman with the makeup. Well, it's funny that they kept that in because, like, don't they normally that's just, that's, like, obviously there for, like, um you know uh for, makeup just, reasons just when, and like actor right, reasons right, but right. in it's universe a, does he post them yeah in universe <laughs> thing right exactly so it looks always looks really terrible when he like right after he takes the cowl off and honestly a lot there's a lot of shots of him of just just doing that but like even when he's just supposed to be regular bruce wayne he's still got the long black hair and like he just looks so goth and but also but like it's not even that it's not even that like he like he keeps a diary he has this really moody narration at the start and the end where he's like i don't know if the city can be saved but i have to try that kind of stuff and even better best of all best of all they play something in the way by nirvana not once but twice that's good it's so, and I was just laughing. I was like, even Lego Batman didn't go this far. Like, this is so stupid. This is so bad. Like, it really felt like a parody at times. And I was like, they, they, they're taking this seriously, aren't they? Oh my um, god. What's interesting about the Gotham TV show, which I watched all of, uh, is uh, that... Okay, so that show both doesn't take itself seriously at all and also a little bit too serious as well. Yeah. It's the most soap opery I think Batman will ever get in terms of um, writing up sort of serialistic kind of TV show or whatever. I think between Joker and Gotham, what people have learned is that Batman is the most boring character <laughs> in Batman. <laughs> and I, well, Batman's I not even think... a character in Gotham. It's just Bruce, baby Bruce Rain. Right, a, right, exactly. Being fucking idiot, a stupid right, exactly. idiot. And so, it's sort of like, yeah, like, can we do Batman, but just without Batman? You know, can we, can we just have all the fun stuff? Like, can we have the Joker and you know? Uh, the Joker is technically not in that that uh, in Gotham. No, no, but in but in um, Joker, <laughs> there, there's in- there's actually two different Joker characters in Gotham, which is really funny. That um uh that uh we both m- both my sister and i who watched it kind of started kind of referring them to the uh the jonker and the junker um okay. un, un unrelated unaffiliated with the joker of course um but they have the exact same mannerisms and they act the same and talk the same but uh technically technically they're not the joker because they don't say the word joker around them ever the um 
<laughs> but yeah, no, this movie was just really it was um just oppressively brown. Everything just looks kind of like foggy and shitty. Like there's there's very little spectacle. And whenever there is spectacle, the movie either goes through it way too quickly or it lingers on it way too much. So like there's the shot where like after the big car chase involving the penguin, when there's a big ex- when the penguin causes a big like truck explosion and the Batmobile jumps over it and knocks and the flips the penguin's car upside down and then the Batman gets out and there's a great like upside down it's from the penguin's pov where like it's it's upside down and there's the flames and you see the silhouette of batman getting out of the the his batmobile oh by the way the batmobile is just it isn't introduced until halfway into the movie literally an hour and a half into the movie he just rides around on a motorcycle for most of the movie and not like a bat cycle just a motorcycle and then finally the batmobile is introduced i'm like oh he has a batmobile in this movie jesus christ okay and it happens an hour and a half into the movie and it's just a camaro with a rocket attached to it that's it and like slightly higher wheels that's it that's all it is it's a black camaro that's like a little armored up it's like it's not very creative but anyway so that shot where it's like he's getting out of his camaro his back camaro and and there's the silhouette with the the cowl flapping in in you know the wind and the flames behind him and everything. They it's a slow mo shot and they linger on it for like ten seconds. So you're watching her like, oh that's a cool shot. Okay, yeah that that's a cool shot. Yeah, I get it. That's a cool shot. No, but like, you don't you get know? it though, do you? No, the John? movie's the movie's just like, is it this it's cool? So cool? Is it this awesome? Like, yes, it's it's good i guess like you know it's it's they they really push those moments and but they're so few and far between otherwise the movie just looks grimy and just filthy and like yeah i guess it's it's thematic sure but it looks terrible like something about the the christian bale uh batman movies is they at least feel like they're set in a modern day city and these ones, and of course the Tim, the the '90s ones, was starting with the Tim Burton one. They're sort of fantastical, so they're sort of they have a sort of timeless quality to it. Same thing with the animated series from the '90s. And then this, it's just like I guess it's it looks sort of like '70s New York, but it's like yeah, but that's not what New York looks like now. Like they all have the cell phones, they all have the modern technology. But everything's brown and grimy and filthy and there's trash everywhere. And I'm just like, that's not what New York looks like now. Whereas the Christian Bale movies kind of knew how to do this. They knew how to make the, the cities look right. like the, how they actually look. Gotham is really funny in regards to that because um, it's obvious the writers can never decide what time period they're in when they're shooting it. Because it's yeah. supposed to be almost sort of like you know, the 80s to the 70s or whatever. But then, like, at they least... at, at a certain point, they give up and everyone just starts having smartphones and shit and, like, no, fancy least... new cars. And it's like, at they least... kind of just give up, didn't you? At least Joker knew exactly when it was. It's like, this is late 70s New York City. This is, sa- like, Son of Sam, bankrupt era New York City. Mm. This is This is, like, 78, 77 New York City. That is when this takes place, and even and they don't even really 
just like technically it's Gotham City, but they don't even really commit to that. Like I think even right. when like the Joker he kills those Wall Street guys, they refer to them as Wall Street yeah. guys. They don't call them <laughs> Gotham Street guys. They're like, no, Wall Street. It's like they don't even hide it. It's like, yeah, this is New York City. This is New York City. That's what this is, you know. New York it's Gotham. Um, it's New York City. Um and but yeah, but the Christian Bale films is like they had such spectacle. And this is something I was like kind of appreciating after watching the Batman is God, this movie looks so bleak and dreary and just like it's just it's just dull it's just everything kind of runs together and those christian bale movies god they had such spectacle like when they flip that truck over they actually flipped a goddamn truck over like it's there's stunt rocks there's like there's the image like from the first shot of the dark night where it's like zooming in on that building and the music is building and then the window blasts out and you got the guys in the clown mask like shooting the zip line over it like it's a spectacle it looks good and they just don't pull that off in this movie like i'm I'm hearing people praise how this thing looks and i'm like no this film this thing yeah and people seem pretty positive overall to it i thought this movie was Um. stupid (laughs) i thought this movie well you know you mentioned that there was some decent acting to it but like i thought it was just bad i thought it was stupid there were some good parts to it um, but the, the one part of spectacle that was like, I actually am into this and I love it is at the end of the movie, the Riddler blows up some trucks and blows up the seawall around Gotham mm. and floods the city. And this all is timed with a big, um, election night event where the new mayor is, is announced and she's running as like a reformist candidate who's going to like clean up Gotham. And so there's these great shots of this giant flood coming in and everyone has to like flee into the arena where the where the election night event is happening and then the riddler's goons are there and they're going to kill the new mayor which again doesn't make sense because the riddler's whole thing is he's anti-corruption and he's assassinating all these corrupt guys but then he also wants his goons to assassinate the new mayor who's anti-corruption so that's because he's crazy well, because he's, he's sort crazy, of like, John. He's like we. He, basically, he's like we know this. We this system can't be saved. We know it can't be reformed. So the only thing to do is to topple the system. But for that, we need to assassinate the new mayor. It's like, don't you just want the new mayor to fail? Like, wouldn't that be simpler? Like, why kill the new mayor? Why even uh, something? Also, yeah, yeah, also why it flood makes, the city? Yeah, it, also, why flood the city? That doesn't really go with the anti-corruption. I guess. Thing of I, I, I guess because it's trying to make a statement. Like he's like the Riddler's trying to make a he's statement just a terrorist. about. He's, yeah, you know. He's just he's just a crazy terrorist. Um, I would even call him a right-wing terrorist. People have been trying to kind of do that angle on of sort of like, oh yeah, because he's like a, he's streaming and he's like he's he, he doesn't really have any politics beyond he's just anti-corruption basically he doesn't really have an ideology necessarily he just doesn't like liars that's it that's all he's got really which is weird this movie is like especially towards the end with that this movie clearly has a political message to make but it doesn't really seem to know what that message is right. it's just sort of like no the riddler's too extreme it's sort of like yes the riddler is right <laughs> the riddler in is that too extreme is the, no, that is it. That is it. The message is basically like, yeah, the Riddler is correct in that the city is insanely corrupt and almost everyone in the city is corrupt, but this isn't the way to do it. We need to reform the system. That would be the way to do it. And sort of like, I don't know, it kind of seems like the system can't be reformed. And also, where does Batman fit into this? That's kind of hard to say. I don't know. Uh, he's just here. Um, you know? the, 
Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, but anyway, what I was gonna say about the flood is the flood is a really cool set piece. Like the flood is, it doesn't really make sense with the Riddler's motivations. Mm. I feel like there should have been some foreshadowing to it. Like the Riddler should have said, "Like I'm gonna wash this city clean." Oh, that'd be cool. That, like that that that's 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 so good it foreshadowing. Would, it would have been thematic. It would have been fo- it would have been foreshadowing. And I thought back to this, I was like. <laughs> Does he ever, you know, make a reference like that? Because that seems to be the sort of the obvious analogy. Although what's funny is that they, at the end of the movie, the city is still flooded, and there's very like Katrina esque imagery of like helicopters and them like, and the Batman is actually taking part in this. Like he's handing a kid off like the roof of a building to like a rescue worker to like strap him in a stretcher to, attached to a helicopter. Like the Batman's just there doing it as well, which like it looks kind of silly to be honest but um the but that's cool imagery it's really cool imagery and so of course that would be kind of a fun kind of thing of like yeah you don't wash the city clean the water actually sticks around and you have to clean it up but um but the ruler doesn't know that so like there should i feel like there should have been some foreshadowing to it but the imagery of the flood coming in is great it looks so cool it's got such like you know uh spectacle to it and of course like every batman movie has to have the big city threatening catastrophe I actually have end. a good one right here i'm sorry i was just looking up uh riddles about the ocean and this is one the riddler could have said okay. riddle me this batman imagine you are swimming in the ocean and a bunch of hungry sharks surround you how do you get out alive how? Stop imagining. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> See, that's so riddle. See, he could have given this one. <laughs> there you go. And no, that's I why mean, the... he's... And see, you know what? Okay, Gotham, the the Riddler and the Gotham is one of the two good characters, him and the Penguin and their gay romantic love story they have. Um, the only two interesting, fun characters to watch in that series um he gives the dumbest fucking riddles in that show they're all so bad and and i mean he he ought to be goofy that's the thing it's batman he should be goofy he should he should be silly have you seen that video someone did where um it's like it's it's stills from the old batman cartoon and it's the riddler and the batman having a conversation have you seen this uh, one? Yes, where it's, I believe so. Where it's where like it goes to like it's like the Riddler, like you know, like like Batman's just looking. They're looking at the, the phone, the yeah, yeah, on yeah. his phone, and the Riddler <laughs> gets offended, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, somebody one time," and Batman goes, "Okay." I hear you. Terrorist. Counterpoint, you're a terror. <laughs> oh, so it justifies you cheating in every conceivable way. Um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, there's just like. So that flood is really great. It's such a great like set piece and, and spectacle, and um, it doesn't really have anything to do with the anti-corruption thing. And it's it's sort of just kind of like tacked on at the end, but it looks awesome. But it, they just breeze through it so quickly, like like it sort of it just happens, and it's like oh shit, this is happening now. Okay, off off to save the mayor. <laughs> like that's. That's kind of how it's presented. I was kind of like, no, I would really like some more time spent on this, but um, you know, and as and it really, it, it's 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 not. It doesn't fit themat- thematically with with everything else at all. Like at the Dark Knight, the whole thing with the ferry boats. That's. That was thematic. That was Joker's mm. whole thing. Was like, no, I'm gonna teach Batman. I'm gonna teach you that 
this that that like if you push people they will kill each other look i'm going to do it right now with these fairy boats like that that is thematic you know and then you have the whole like fear thing and batman begins i don't i don't know how that fits in really and of course you have bane when he's all like (laughs) that movie's just such a such a clusterfuck but anyway but like yeah, I mean, but it's a great. It was a great set piece, but then I felt like they didn't really do enough with it. And it was like the one thing in the movie where I was like, "This is cool. This looks cool. Oh my gosh, yeah, cool. Something's happening." That's like, I, it's interesting. There's there's a lot that happens in mm-hmm. it. I don't know what exactly you could cut, but you could definitely. There's a lot of self indulgent stuff that you could trim at the very sure. least. So like you know, there's the example you gave earlier, which was the cool shot you meant you mentioned going on too long. Like how yeah, many times like, does that happen in that movie? I wonder. That chase, you could probably cut all car, of those down. I imagine you could cut a lot of that. You could definitely cut down the Nirvana montages. You could like. There's a lot you could trim in the movie. Just uh, stuff just generally goes on too long, and I'm not sure if like. I'm not sure if having, like, Catwoman in there is really that important. I mean, she's a good character. She's, like, a great actress, but, like, I don't know. Like, there's just there's just so much. And, like, you have the Penguin and the Riddler in there, and I'm just, like... The Penguin's just kind of there, honestly. He doesn't really have that much to do. It's just that one car chase, sure. really. So yeah, I don't think you even really need the penguin in this movie. No, I think... should have brought back the gay love romance from Gotham and inserted in this movie. Why not? Why not? You know, <laughs> it's the only really good part about Gotham. The Riddler's okay. You asked me if he's a gamer. Is he not a gamer? Really. He's not a gamer. He's a streamer. I guess that's kind of a similar aesthetic. He's like his his thing is that every time he kills someone he takes out a big roll of duct tape and he like duct tapes like you know their their face or something and writes like liar on oh that's so cool <laughs> he um some of his if some of his riddles are kind of funny in a very grim sense sure. like there's um like the first one is um the, the actually the, the existing mayor is he cuts off his thumb and then um he, he somewhere he plants the riddle drive and then so Batman finds this riddle and goes to the mayor's garage and they look in one of the car and he opens up the little slot and the severed thumb is there with a thumb drive. And he picks it up and goes, thumb drive Ooh, and to, to Commissioner damn. Gordon. And Gordon's like, oh, this guy's hilarious. So- Gordon was actually a decent <laughs> actor. Oh, but that's a hilarious thing. Gordon then takes the thumb drive and puts it in his own laptop. Mm-hmm. And it has like compromising information about the mayor who he's just killed, by the sure. way. And then, and then the thumb drive, of course, hacks Gordon's laptop mm-hmm. and sends out the info from oh. Gordon's email. It's like, why did you yeah. put that in your um, own computer? Sorry, I want to. I don't mean to devolve this discussion entirely, but I kind of just want to read some ocean more, some ocean more ocean riddles. Oh, please. <laughs> All right, who keeps the ocean clean? Aquaman. The mermaid. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. No, just the, oh, mermaid. the mermaid. Just oh, a I get mermaid. It. I get it. The mermaid. I get it. Um. <laughs> you are on a sailboat, and you're in the middle of the ocean. The boat has four boards on the side that are two feet wide each. If the water level rises four feet, which board will the water reach? All of them. Yeah, because it'll be the same because the boat floats, John. You're so smart. Yeah. How does the lobster get into the ocean? 
how's the lobster get into the ocean? Yeah. It swims. By the shellicopter. What? <laughs> Why didn't the girl trust the ocean? Um, um why didn't the girl trust the yeah. ocean? Because she couldn't see it? Uh, there's something fishy about it. Oh, that's better. Okay, yeah. What's the strongest creature in the sea, John? <laughs> What's what is it, John? Uh, no, I'm thinking. I'm okay. thinking. Um, is it Aquaman? <laughs> is it is it a ha- is it a hammerhead? It's shark? a muscle. No. Oh, that's that's. This good. one's almost actually kind of good here, and we'll just end the podcast on this one. Uh, okay. Uh, it is a tiny house that you will find on the shore sometimes. There is a treasure hidden inside it. What is it? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a hermit crab shell. I mean, it's pretty close to the answer, but uh, an oyster oh. is what it is. Okay. Oh, that's yeah, because a pearl. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess it's the end of the podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> Quite the derailment. Anyway, um, um bat, the Batman. Don't really recommend it. Oh, it's a little I, shame. I, I don't. I, I. I. It's it's long. It's long. I was feeling those three hours mm-hmm. by the end of it. Yeah, I think it's, it's popping it's, up. I'm like, uh, it's popping on HBO soon. I'm like, I'm sure it is. I don't know if I'm I can sure watch that. I guess maybe I can watch that movie in parts. Maybe maybe that's the best way to watch that film is within like I, a, a four long, day kind yeah. of interval. It's long. It's long. It's like people are praising it. And I'm just like, no, this is silly. Uh, this then is... again, we've also has spent maybe roughly uh, seventy hours watching asylum movies. So I guess am I one? Yeah, to but talk? that's that's spread over like four <laughs> years. So <laughs> and it will continue to be spread out. Yes. With next time, uh, land, land, time, land, dinosaur, the land movie. that time forgot, dinosaur, the land film. that forgot, the land that forgot time, the time of land, dinosaur movie film, the land, the land that forgot the time. All right, good, goodbye, everyone. Bye.